Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL's toll-free call-in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Ian. You heard me right. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. I know most shows aren't live on Saturday nights, but we care just that much about you to come in on a Saturday night and provide you with live content. You can give us that's, that's what we do. Yeah. 855-450-FREE, and that's 3733 for those of you who don't have little numbers on your telephone. We like doing this radio thing. Even when I'm sick, I'll come in and do radio. That's right. That's <laughs> why you can't tell. I'm sitting in the front mic is because Jesus. your voice is shot. You're at the end of the cold, but oftentimes yeah. that's when your voice really goes, right? I don't know. It's just been kind of off and on. Just been hacking up phlegm in the morning. It's been lovely. It's delightful. I'm glad you yeah. shared that with us. Um, but my experience has been that my voice will uh, sometimes go at the end of the uh, cold when I'm really not virulent. And I'm, I'm glad you're across the table. That's, that's really <laughs> all I've got to say. So um, 855-450-FREE. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. And also, the website at freetalklive.com is interactive. You can go there and uh, link to videos or news posts or blog posts, whatever you want, news stories, blog posts, whatever you want, and people vote them up, vote them down. You can do the same. It's freetalklive.com. Lots of eyes on that page. So if you've got uh, something you want to share, it's a great place to share it. Normally, we don't do interviews on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is mostly about calls, but every once in a while, we have an opportunity that uh, we just can't pass up, and I think we've got one of those opportunities this evening. We've got Roger Ver uh, of MemoryDealers.com. Roger, you there? I am here. Excellent. Now, Roger, you've gotten excited about a product recently that um, is, you know, it's not your product. It's something called the Bitcoin. Wait, we're not going to talk about DDR and uh, and RAM and, and all kinds of computer geeky stuff? Thank goodness, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's lots of shows that'll do that for you. Probably better Although than Bitcoins we Bitcoins are a bit computer geeky at this point. Yeah, they are. They are. So, uh, Roger, what is a Bitcoin for folks that don't know? So, for those that are just hearing about Bitcoin for the first time, it's basically the world's first peer-to-peer uncentralized currency. And what that means in, in basic English is that there's no central controlling entity. Bitcoins aren't controlled by any corporation. They're not controlled by any government. They're simply controlled by all the users of Bitcoin as a whole. So no single entity can block you from performing transactions with your Bitcoins. So, for example, recently, lots of people wanted to donate to WikiLeaks or Occupy Wall Street with PayPal. But uh, the government put pressure on uh, Visa and MasterCard and PayPal to block those transactions because those entities are centralized. With Bitcoins, nobody can stop you from making a donation to WikiLeaks or, or Occupy Wall Street or anyone at all anywhere in the world because of the, the design of the Bitcoin network. So, so it's really a revolution in, in, in monetary systems. And, and I just want to make it clear, you've got no, you've got no real stake in Bitcoins. How this, could you? Yeah, right. You can't. I mean, this is just a currency, and this is a, this, you have as much stake in this as, some, as you coming on and advocating, say, the use of uh, gold or silver as a currency. I mean, it, you know, it's just you believe in the product, and you know something about it, and that's why you're here for the interview. That's right. I'm, I'm so excited about Bitcoins because I think it can be you know, an absolutely fantastic chance for everybody to have more financial privacy and to basically control their own finances without uh, – basically, when you're using U.S. dollars, the U.S. government can still control everything that happens with it. They can inflate them. They can take them out of your bank account. They can do anything they want at any time. With Bitcoins, it's a mathematical impossibility for those things to happen. You can have 100% control over your own money. So basically, it's a way to take back – 
control of your own money from the banks and the government and corporations and have 100% control over your own money. So I, I couldn't possibly be more excited about a system like that, and I think it's going to revolutionize the world. Yeah, you're, I mean, Roger's so excited about this that he came on to advertise his company, Memory Dealers, a couple few years ago on Free Talk Live. And then over the last year or so, you've basically said, screw this, I'm taking my Memory Dealers ads off the air, we're going to talk about Bitcoin. You've literally just been pouring your own personal savings into promoting, at least that's the impression I've gotten, into promoting the Bitcoin because you're just that excited about it. That's exactly right. I think it's, uh, it's going to do the same thing to banks that the email did to the post office. It's, it's just an absolutely world-changing technology, and I want more and more people to hear about it and find out about it. And you know, the more people that use it, the more useful it is, and uh, it's gaining popularity every day. Uh, there's more users now than there were six months ago. There's more services than there were six months ago. Lots of really, really smart people are working on new software for it every day. And it's getting easier and easier to use. And a year from now, I'm sure it'll be even easier than it is today. You know, this is this is true. I have purchased things from Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Freetalklive.com. Excuse me. Uh, what, what do we use? Shop. 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 Freetalklive.com from uh, Amazon, and I did it through a third-party vendor, and they took my bitcoins and then bought the thing that I wanted and sent it to me. And so you can use bitcoins in lots and lots of different ways now. And I'm really, um, you know, I'm I'm excited about them too. But, you know, I I don't have the expertise as to know why they're important. And um, one of the things that you pointed out, which is, you know, it's really important, is when you use dollars, the United States government can decide from a political standpoint. WikiLeaks has never been charged with anything. Occupy Wall Street has never been charged with anything. But the United States government has pressured uh, organizations like Visa and MasterCard and you know PayPal and things like this in order to get what they want from those mm. organizations, which is no payment going to them. That's exactly right. And with Bitcoins, that would be impossible. Nobody can ever block you from sending a payment to anyone anywhere in the world, which is really, really an amazing technology. So, uh, for example, if you're living in a, in a country that has uh, you know governmental currency controls, with Bitcoin, they can't stop it. You can send or receive as much money as you want from anyone you want to anywhere you want, anywhere in the world, and nobody can stop it, and nobody can even necessarily know about it if you don't want to make it public. So with a little bit of effort, you can make Bitcoins as private as you want it to be. Um, with Bitcoins, people don't even need to know that you own them. Uh, it's really, really an amazing technology. Um, now, um, you say that there's um, no third-party fees, and that's that's kind of interesting. What um, you know, if a business owner, for instance, um, you know, takes bitcoins as cash, um, there's there's no chargebacks, right? I mean, this this can be a real problem for business owners. This whole this whole chargeback thing, doing business online. Right. For anybody that you know does online sales with uh, credit cards, you'll know that all the time people will try and buy stuff with you using a stolen credit card. And with bitcoins, it's exactly like you said, there cannot be a chargeback. Once you've sent the money, it's gone. And the only way to have that returned, if you were the one that sent it, would be to ask that person to send it back to you. So in the future, I think bitcoins will be used for trusted transactions like Amazon.com, where you trust the company to do the right thing. And you'll feel just fine sending bitcoins because there's a 3% discount there that Amazon won't have to pay to the credit card company. And you'll be likely to use credit cards for shady transactions where you don't necessarily trust the website that you're sending the money to because because you know that in the future you can call up the credit card company and ask for your money back. So you know, uh, right Roger, now, people- on on that point, uh, having done some research into bitcoins, and uh, I have some bitcoins, obviously, and uh, looking into services like the, uh, um, the the Silk Road. I don't know if they're still up, but they probably are. I hear they are. 
the Silk Road is basically like a black market that's kind of an open air black market, so to speak. It's it's there. It's on the tour network, so you you have to anonymize yourself to even get into it in the first place. But anybody can go in as long as they know how to get there. You go through this tour network, so you're completely anonymized when you go into it. You create an anonymous account, and you can buy things that otherwise you might be put in a jail cell for purchasing. So, for instance, uh, illegal drugs, for instance, are available through the Silk Road Marketplace. And you might ask yourself, well, you know, if Bitcoins is this final transaction, what happens if you get ripped off? Well, you could get ripped off in the black market anyway. You might even get beaten and robbed in the black market. So in this case, you're avoiding the risk of being beaten and robbed. You're only risking having, you know, the money being taken from you. But even that is mitigated because the, they actually have like an eBay-like rating system where you, even though the uh, the sellers are anonymous, the sellers want to keep selling. So they do, you know, most of them are doing honest business. And so therefore, you know, they, if they do some business, obviously in the beginning, people are taking a chance working with a new seller. But once he starts building up his reputation, you know, most people aren't going to bat an eye at buying from somebody that's got a, a good reputation on these, even on an anonymous service. So even with that aspect, I think there are still ways around it with rating systems. Yeah, that's exactly right, and I'll tell you from a first-hand experience in the traditional business world, uh, just because somebody rips you off using U.S. dollars doesn't mean you have much recourse either. So there's not a whole lot of difference there, but the market will find a way to provide a reputation system, just like you said. Roger, I want to uh, hold on to you here if I can. Um, you can give us a call. Ask any questions you have about Bitcoins to Roger Ver of MemoryDealers.com. It's 855-450-3733 here on Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition with Ian. I mean, Mark. <laughs> Who are you again? I'm Mark. Roger's not in charge of Bitcoins. Nobody is, but he sure knows a lot about them. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in. and Well, right now we're doing basically an interview with Roger Ver from MemoryDealers.com about bitcoins um, and what they are and why they're of benefit to you. Because this is a pretty new phenomenon out there. Let's make sure I can pull Roger up here. Roger? Yep. Hey, hey Roger, what time is it where you are? Uh, it's a little after 10 a.m. here. 10 a.m. Oh, 9 a.m. 9.20. Calling from Tokyo, is it? That's correct. Wow. That's right. Uh, the sun never sets on Free Talk Live. We're a morning so, show over there, Mark. <laughs> that's right. We're the, we're the morning drive show in Come Tokyo. Come at you, Tokyo. <laughs> you're, you're my favorite podcast. I listen to you guys every day on the trains here in Tokyo. So. Thank you, Roger. Um, if Real quick here. If you've been um, hearing about the new digital currency known as Bitcoin, yet obtaining them has been tricky until now, crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your bitcoins they also offer a complete bullion store so you can go and buy gold and silver privately with bitcoin 
If you're totally clueless about Bitcoin currency, they've got a 24-hour customer service line there. Just uh, visit their website and click on the live support link at the top. Somebody will come up to help you. You can see crypto exchange banner posted at uh, bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's probably the best way to find it because uh, spelling crypto exchange here isn't really going to work out too well. It's uh, bitcoin.freetalklive.com is the best way to uh, to get to that banner. It's also on the side of the page at freetalklive.com. I have to say I'm interested in this crypto exchange. I'm actually signing up for an account right now to kind of check it out a little bit further. But basically, the idea is they'll let you buy and sell Bitcoins in any currency. That's the idea. That's pretty cool. So, Roger, you were I was saying, uh, you know, about a currency, one of the things about currencies that's important is that they not be able to be counterfeited very easily. But, you know, everybody knows that you could do a pretty good approximation of a U.S. dollar with a laser printer. Um and it, that's why they have a, an entire force of men uh, who are armed who will go after you if you try to do that. That's sort of the, uh, the United States government's system for handling counterfeit. But Bitcoin doesn't have a group of armed men. How does it handle it counterfeiting? That's right. Bitcoins are protected by something much better than the Secret Service. Bitcoins are pro- protected by the rules of mathematics. So if, if you point a gun at the rules of mathematics, they're not going to flinch. They don't care if you're pointing a gun at them or not. So the Bitcoin network currently is more powerful than the world's top 500 supercomputers combined. So uh, there's pretty much no way that you can counterfeit a Bitcoin. Back that statement so, up. Hold on. Bitcoin's more powerful than the world's what? Top 500 supercomputers combined. Okay. So the Bitcoin what, network. What could they do to beat up uh, Bitcoin? Those 500 supercomputers. They they can't because they're not uh, they don't have more processing power than the entire Bitcoin network. So, th- so you would need you would need a lot more processing power than the entire Bitcoin network in order to maybe stop transactions from going through as easily with the Bitcoin network. But uh, that's not likely to happen as Bitcoin becomes more and more popular. The Bitcoin network will be stronger and stronger and stronger. So you know, what the, that brings the, up a very ahead. interesting question, Roger, is who uh, – so when you think about currencies, most of the currencies in the world are created by governments. And so Bitcoin is in competition with people that, frankly, aren't very used to competition in their geographic area. They don't like competition in their geographic area. And they have a propensity to use um, you know, groups of people with guns to get what they want uh, as opposed to working in the market place like uh you know most people do what what um how is bitcoin going to compete against say governments that hire armies of hackers to take it down it's you can't half you cannot hack mathematics so that's that's the exciting point about bitcoins is the fundamental mathematics behind it is totally sound you can't you can't threaten mathematics. You can't force mathematics to do your bidding. Math is what it is. So that's that's what's so exciting about Bitcoin is that, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Math is math, and you're not going to change the you know the rules of the universe. So math is part of. How does how does and you say that bitcoins are private and one of the you know people that one of the agencies that people might want to be private from are agencies that wish wish to take money from you whether that money is on a local level you know where you know you've got a gang that's doing protection in your given area or you live in some uh, regime where you don't want to where you feel the find the taxes to be overly burdensome or whatever the reason is that you want to be private what is um how how is bitcoin private i mean how how do you make that happen because you know the average person can get a bitcoin wallet pretty easily but you got to be kind of a little more savvy to be private right that, that's right it takes a, a little bit more savviness to be private 
uh, a good rule of thumb is to use a different Bitcoin address for every single transaction. And basically what that means is every person who has a Bitcoin account has a Bitcoin address. It works kind of like an email address where anybody can send money to that address. But with Bitcoin, you can have as many addresses as you want. You can have one million different Bitcoin addresses. Okay. So if you use a different address every single time, uh, it makes it much, much more difficult to track what's going on. There's a, a lot of good information on the Bitcoin Wiki. If you Google Bitcoin Wiki, you can find all sorts of information on how to do things much more privately to the point where you can make it so that people don't even know that you have an account. So what, um, uh, it's really When you send something, do, do you always send it from the same address? If you can receive at different addresses, do you always send from the same address, though? No, it, it will send from the address that the coins were originally received from. But then there's all sorts of other interesting services online called, basically called Bitcoin Mixers which if you have some Bitcoins, you can mix yours with a whole bunch of other people's Bitcoins. So then the output will go to whoever you send, but to anybody looking at it from the outside, they'll have no idea where your Bitcoins came from or where they went to because they got mixed together with, you know, a thousand other people's Bitcoins. I bet they won't because I don't even have, a, a, have any idea of how this would be done. <laughs> well, now, when you're saying people can look in from the outside, the reason that's possible is because the entire Bitcoin network is completely transparent in that if you have an address... You can go and look it up online, and you can see all of the transactions that have come in and gone out from that particular address. That's exactly right. So in one sense, the Bitcoin network is totally public, where everybody can see how much money was sent from what Bitcoin address to another, but nobody necessarily knows who owns what Bitcoin addresses. So right. The only, the only way that know. somebody would know if you owned an address was if you advertised that you had that address. Right, but you could have a million different other addresses that nobody knows that you do own. Right, so you could have the one public address that you put out to people, and then you could have other private addresses where you take that money from the public address and put it to wherever you want it to go, and people would have no idea about those. That's exactly right. And, you know, the uh, uh, agencies known as governments that want to tax transactions. Like the IRS. Yeah, the IRS or whatever. They, um, they uh, you know, Bitcoin's... How do you even quantify what kind of business you're doing? How do you say, you know, how do you even report that? Even if you wanted to, how would you do it? I mean, because you're doing business in another currency. Yeah. It's also new. It's all brand new. And uh, we'll see what the, the lawyers and the politicians decide they want to force upon the rest of us. Well, they're, they're not speaking of the politicians, one of the politicians, I can't remember which one it was, uh, came out and said basically that uh, bitcoins are bad. Silk Road is bad. Bad, 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 bad. Well, yeah, of course it's bad. It's bad for their power structure and bad for the status quo. And in fact, and I think Bitcoin came right on time. It's been around for a couple of years now, two, three years. It's really starting to come into its own, I think, at this point. As you said, Roger, they're all these new services that are constantly coming out and some of them come and some of them go so you kind of have to be careful with who you deal with make sure you don't keep a bunch of bunch of bitcoins with them that's that's a lesson i learned the hard way because there was this one company that just kind of went under all of a sudden yeah it was and, a bank that just basically you know blew town yeah and took took my bitcoins with them um, but I think it's really right on time because next year, January 1st, the IRS is going to start enforcing rules on PayPal and other financial providers to where if you don't give them your tax info, they're going to keep 30% of every transaction. The IRS is. It's crazy. Disgusting. Yeah, Roger, will you uh, hold the line here? Um, you can give us a call if you have any questions about Bitcoins at 855 450 
I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Ian. Ian, tell me about the uh, Free State Project Liberty Forum. Well, I can tell you we've been talking about the Bitcoin here uh, tonight, and we're going to continue that with uh, with Roger Ver. But uh, there's a huge level of support for Bitcoin within the Liberty community. Uh, I know that uh, Eric Voorhees is uh, very excited about it. He's one of the guys with... Uh, crypto exchange that we were just talking about there. There's like a Bitcoin consortium of some sort of uh, free staters and liberty activists that are behind the Bitcoin because they see the value in it. So I imagine the Bitcoin is going to be one of those uh, topics of hot discussion at the upcoming Liberty Forum, if not in some sort of an official manner, but certainly between the the attendees coming up here in uh, February, February 23rd through the 26th. We're going to be there broadcasting live every single night, and hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people are going to be in attendance as well. And that's the real reason to come out, is not to see the speakers and the panel discussions and go to the banquet dinners and, and all the kind of convention-y things that will be going on. That's all great, but the real reason to go is to meet up with people who think like you do. That is, if you love liberty and you want a chance at seeing freedom in your lifetime, this is the place to go to get a vibe for what's going on here in New Hampshire with the Free State Project. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can get registered there, grab the early bird discounted rates, and save yourself an extra 10% by using our discount code, which is FTL2012. That's FTL2012 to get an extra 10% off the already low, very affordable rates for the Liberty Forum. Coming up in February, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And Roger Ver is with us uh, from Memory Dealers. We're talking about Bitcoin, which he's very excited about, as uh, as are a lot of the people in the movement. And Roger, I know you had originally planned to come up to the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. Do You have any, You weren't able to make it out, unfortunately, at the last minute. Uh, something else came up. But do you have any plans to come to the Liberty Forum? I'm just curious. Uh, it's possible. I, I, I'm sure I'll make it to New Hampshire at some point. I've been a Free State uh, Project member for a number of years now, and uh, I'll make it out there at some point. Excellent. Well, the Liberty Forum is a great excuse to, to come out and check out New Hampshire right in the dead of, uh, of winter. <laughs> you know, Roger, one thing you mentioned was uh, listening to Free Talk Live on your uh, tr- train trip there in Tokyo uh, every day to go to work. And anybody can do that. We have archives going back for, man, like five years at archives.freetalklive.com. We do the show seven days a week. We used to do it six, but now we do it seven days a week. Um, we have different hosts that do it at different times. And you can get the um, that, that show that we do every day. So that's you know hundreds, thousands of hours of uh, Free Talk Live available to you for free at archives.freetalklive.com. So, Roger, we've been talking about uh, the, the Bitcoin all along here. And what would the – as far as the individual goes, I mean there's a lot of people who are probably listening to this and trying to figure out what is a Bitcoin. You know, how does yeah, it I was going to ben- say you should recap what a Bitcoin yeah. is. How does it benefit me? And I just want you to you know, uh, quickly tell people how does it benefit the person who's listening? 
Well, uh, one, one thing that would benefit a person who's listening, if they want to buy something online, if you use a credit card, you have to worry about identity theft. They can get your credit card number and then go on a shopping spree and cause all sorts of trouble for you. Yep. If you pay with Bitcoin, all, all the merchant needs to know is that you paid them and where to ship the goods, and then maybe an email address for them to contact you. You don't have to give them any other information about you. You can just pay, and especially if you're buying virtual goods online, they don't need your address or any of that other information. Just send them the bitcoins and tell them what to do with your virtual goods, and it's done. So it, it protects from identity theft. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, other people uh, getting a hold of your, your credit card number and spending it. Basically, they, uh, they won't be able to authorize your card to see how what your what your uh, maximum card limit is. Uh, if maybe a lot of people don't know this, but when you use a credit card somewhere at an online store, it's pretty easy for the merchant to see how much money they could charge your card. Hmm. Uh, with really? bitcoins, they have yeah. If you have a people don't necessarily need to know how many bitcoins you have in your account, so it gives you a lot more privacy. If you're selling things online using bitcoins, uh, basically nobody really needs to know how many things you've sold. The only person that will know is that one transaction. So if you sell a thousand different things to a thousand different people, the the one person might not necessarily know about the other 999 people. Also, so, the, the fees uh, that go into using uh, credit cards online are incorporated in the costs of things. I mean, that's just the way that is. And it's one of the reasons it's difficult to get low-cost things online, because you know, it costs a company, you know, most of the purchase price when they, when they purchase, when you buy something for a dollar, most of that is going to the credit card company, sadly. And, or at least a good portion of it is going to the credit card company. Whereas with bitcoins, there are no fees in, inside of the transaction costs. Um, I mean, there, there may be a fee to uh, transfer your bitcoins out of uh, bitcoins into dollars, but anytime you do a currency exchange, there's going to be, um, you know, fees, whether you're changing dollars into drachmas or into bitcoins, right? Right, that's that's right. And one uh, actually exciting development that just was announced uh, earlier this week is a company called OKPay.com. Now will send you a MasterCard that you can recharge using Bitcoins anytime. So basically, it's like a MasterCard that will debit your Bitcoin account. So you can spit. It's a physical card that you have. You can go into you know Lucky's really? or Walgreens or any store, use your MasterCard, and it'll debit your Bitcoin account. That's incredible. Is, think, Wait, pretty well, exciting news. Give, me, give me that name again. I want to check that one out. Sure, that's okpay.com, and they just announced that recently. Another exciting thing that they're going to be announcing, they say, next week is basically they'll have plugins for all the major online shopping carts. So if you run an online website that sells goods, they'll make it super, super easy to accept Bitcoins on your website. Uh, there's a couple of services that already do that. Another one is bit-pay.com. And one thing that's really convenient for merchants, if you want to accept Bitcoins as a payment, you can choose what percentage of the payment to receive in bitcoins and what percentage to receive in U.S. dollars or euros or yen or whatever currency you want. Wow, wow that's at outstanding. The time of the sale, it will automatically convert the bitcoins that are received into whatever percentage of a government-issued currency you want, and, and you can keep the remainder in bitcoins, up to 100% to dollars if you want, or 100% in bitcoins. The merchant can choose, which I think is really, really convenient. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, these tools are getting better every week, and I think more and more online shops are going to be accepting bitcoins because of these new tools. Absolutely. Why would an online shop not want to accept bitcoins is really the question you have to ask. I mean, bitcoins really do, you know, I mean, it can be so difficult to do business online with uh, the way that, uh, you know, credit card companies just seem to favor the heck out of the, uh, the customer. And I understand why customers want protection and that kind of thing but credit card companies uh, can can act like it doesn't matter what your product is as long as the customer's protected you know so they got something now there's charge back they're not going to worry about whether or not the person returns the item they'll just charge it back 
That's right. And with uh, you know millions and millions of dollars of bitcoins floating around, uh, floating around out there in the world, there's no reason why an online merchant wouldn't want to accept bitcoins. And it's getting easier and easier to do that every day. So if you have an online store, look into it. It's just a real simple plug-in for all the most popular online shopping cart softwares. Just plug it in, and boom, you're ready to accept Bitcoins. Yeah, and I'd like to point out you've got no stake in this. Bitcoin, you don't make any money from Bitcoins or anything like that. So, No, um, I, I just think that it's going to help set the world free. It's going to let people have control of their own money. And that's what people are so upset about with all the bailouts in the United States. The only reason that was able to happen is because the government can print as much money as they want and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. If the world was using Bitcoins, the bailouts would have been impossible. They can't take your Bitcoins. They can't make fake Bitcoins. They can't give imaginary Bitcoins to someone else. It's, it's, it's actually Bitcoins. It's, it's true decentralization of the money supply. I mean, it doesn't require any, anything central. There's, there's no Bitcoin head office. There's no Bitcoin corporation. There's no vault for the feds to go and raid. There's no server farm for them to take offline. I mean, it's, it's completely untouchable by the federal government or any government. That's exactly right. That's, and that's what's so exciting about it is that it cannot be stopped. So people can do what they want with their own money, and there's nothing any organization, you know, government or corporation or anybody else can do about it. You have 100% control over your own money. That's what's so exciting about Bitcoin, and that's why liberty lovers should be so excited and interested in Bitcoin. You know, when you, um, you you mentioned WikiLeaks and uh, and Occupy Wall Street and how they had their uh, their bank accounts blocked and essentially, you know, through the the government's pressure on organizations like Visa, Mastercard, PayPal, and and places like that. And I I think that this is, uh, you know, I mean, are, are Occupy Wall Street and uh, WikiLeaks are they taking bitcoins right now? I mean, do they know enough to circumvent this? Because this is a relatively new technology that people haven't quite uh, gotten their a lot of people haven't gotten their heads around yet. Are, are they taking stuff like that? Absolutely. You can go on over to WikiLeaks.com right now and make a donation in Bitcoin. And uh, WikiLeaks is smart. They know that a lot of the people that give them money might want to be anonymous. So they set up a different Bitcoin address for every single transaction. Uh, so if you request a Bitcoin address, they'll send you a unique address every time. Got it. Free Talk Live. The Ruger Lightweight Compact Revolver is loaded with the latest technological advances and features required by today's most demanding shooters. Models include the original LCR in 38 Special Plus P, the powerful LCR 357 Magnum, and the LCR with excess sights. All models feature a monolithic frame, patent-pending friction-reducing cam, high-strength stainless steel cylinder, and polymer fire control housing. The LCR, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LCR at Ruger.com slash LCR. Free Talk Live, 855-450 free. That's a single toll-free call in line here on the Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can call in. and Well, right now we're talking to Roger Ver, and it's probably best to uh, take calls uh, regarding Bitcoins. But, uh, you know, at the top of the hour, we'll certainly be taking calls about anything that uh, you want to talk about. The holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world. Unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. Get prepared, protect your family, don't delay. 
For my preparation, I choose WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual Mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. Visit WiseFoodStorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today to request a free entree sample. And for a limited time during the holidays, enter the promo code FTL to get no-cost shipping and 10% off any order. It's, it's WiseFoodStorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. And is all you have to do is use promo code FTL, and you can get a free sample. I mean, you can't go wrong with a free sample, a free shipping on any order, and 10% off. Peace of mind included. The greatest gift you can give the ones you love is wisefoodstorage.com. Let's go back to Roger Ver. Colin from Tokyo, uh, proprietor of uh, memorydealers.com, and uh, we're talking about bitcoins. Roger, we've, we've discussed some of the benefits of bitcoins from the, the standpoint of, uh, you know, why, what sort of societally how uh, a currency that's not controlled by a corporation or a government or a bank. It's a completely decentralized digital currency that can be used anonymously and securely. I mean, it's, it's incredible product. Yeah, we've discussed the advantages from the standpoint of uh, the consumer, standpoint of business owners. One thing that I've heard um, as a critique of bitcoins, and I'm sure you've heard this too, is they're not backed by anything. Uh, libertarians often want uh, currency that's backed by gold and silver. Um, you know, they'll they'll say that uh, you know bring back the gold standard and, and that kind of thing. What do you have to say to that critique? Um, I, I think uh, bitcoins are backed by a lot more than the U.S. dollar. Um, bitcoins are used voluntarily. Basically, bitcoins are only worth whatever people are willing to exchange them for. But bitcoins have inherent properties that make them incredibly useful. Gold has been used as money for thousands of years. But it's really, really difficult to send a gold coin from myself here in Tokyo to you guys there in New Hampshire. But if I wanted to send you guys $1,000 worth of bitcoins, I can do it with a couple of clicks on my keyboard, and boom, you guys have the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if that. you send and the gold coin, you have to insure it. You hope it gets there. It's going to take, uh, you know, what, three weeks to get to, to do it in, in any way along the place. Right, uh, so you could, just send the, you could just send the bitcoins. We could convert that into gold here if we needed to. That, that much is true. That's exactly right, and uh, I, I know some uh, liberty activists in New Hampshire said that they're more more than willing to exchange bitcoins for U.S. dollars or back and forth. So uh, there's another interesting website called BTC Near Me, where you can put in your zip code, and it'll tell you all the people near where you are that are willing to buy and sell bitcoins for uh, whatever local cur- currency they use where you live. Do they and register kind of with btcnearme.com um, to you know be on that? Do they register with that website too, or or do, does that website Any, aggregate can, people? It just aggregates them. Anybody can sign up with an email address and your zip code, and then uh, you'll see all the other people near you that are willing to buy and sell things with uh, bitcoins. And that's btcnearme.com. Yeah, and it bears uh, it bears mentioning here that uh, that you have no real stake in bitcoins. I mean, this is just something that you know something about, and I've asked uh, you to be on because well, I don't know that much can, about can it. Can we go back real quick to this uh, objection about you know there's nothing backing it? Yeah, that's I, I, I wanted to. It's it's a good objection, but and it was the objection I came up with first when I'd first heard about bitcoins. Me too. Whoa, wait a minute. Um, but the, it seems to me after learning more about the bitcoin and and having some experience with it that any currency is valuable because of belief. Right, people believe in the U.S. dollar. We know there's no real inherent value to it, and that it's not backed by anything. But people believe in it. Well, so it, that it's and a medium of exchange. 
it's accepted as it's well that's the reason why it's accepted as valuable because it's convenient and it and it works and people believe in it but if people didn't believe in the dollar you tried putting giving it to somebody they'd laugh at you elephants I mean, are worth something everybody knows it but not everybody wants elephants yeah. and they're difficult to put in your pocket so the question is are bitcoins uh valuable to the people that use them and the answer is clearly yes i mean the people that are using bitcoins like you said roger there's all these neat services that are popping up and that's because there's interest in the bitcoin that that, that people already value the bitcoin you go to crypto exchange dot uh, dot com or and you can see there at the top of the page there's a value assigned in u.s dollars you can change it to other currencies but there's a current market value for the bitcoin so you can actually see what people think this is worth now sure. it's fluctuated and you can get those, that many dollars for your bitcoins right then and there you can get right. it and it's fluctuated wildly i mean we've seen it at over 30 dollars per bitcoin 30 u.s dollars per bitcoin it's now hovering at around two dollars and 20 cents uh, per bitcoin it's also been as low is under a dollar, but that's it's been a long time since it's been that low. It's been over a dollar since like uh, what almost an entire year at this point. So there there is real value in it. It is valuable in the marketplace for all the reasons we're talking about: decentralization, getting away from the government, avoiding having the IRS find out about it, taxing it, all of that stuff. And the more services that come out. The more people start using it, the more valuable it becomes. That and I think that's backed by the logarithm, um, the, the the thing, the the math that makes it impossible to counterfeit mm-hmm. because. Everything else out there can be counterfeited, even gold. I mean, you can put lead inside of a gold coin, you know, sure. put gold around it. So Bitcoin's not counterfeitable. Uh, Roger, let's go to Mike in Colorado with a question here. Mike? Mike, you're on with Roger. Mike? Um, what? You're, you're on the radio for Free Talk Live. Uh, What's on your mind? Um, I, just was, I just wanted to say how people can spend Bitcoins and stuff. Like, there are a lot of cool services, so. Like what? Like what? Um, like I know that you can buy like servers, you can buy a whole bunch of stuff. You can even buy gold. I found this website; it's pretty cool. Which website are you referring to that you can buy gold? Um, it was like coinabul dot com. I think it was coin a what? Abul dot com. There's actually a number of different websites that'll sell gold and silver coins using bitcoins. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is just—I uh, mean, you got to check every every proprietor out and get yeah. ratings and things like that. I mean, it, you know, this is—we're just talking about people that are claiming to sell at this point. We're not advocating any of them. Yeah, also, I um, know this other um, place that, like for servers, it's called btcvps.net. It's pretty cool. Okay. So he's just providing a couple of examples of uh, things that you can do right now with the Bitcoin, like buy online service, like uh, internet web service, for instance. Uh, Mike, what have, you bought with, what have you bought with Bitcoins? <clears throat> um, I, bought in the, I bought a whole bunch of stuff. Um, mostly, I just like buying sell them and trade them, but I've been looking at a lot of different websites just for like, the fun of it, so... Yeah. So you're using it as a commodity at this point? You uh, yeah. buy some, you sell some, you trade them, you see if you can make some money doing it? Like a currency yep. exchange? Yeah. Great. Cool. Great. Mike, appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. Roger, uh, what, it, what is it that we haven't covered about the Bitcoin that you think is important to get out tonight? Uh, one, one thing that I think is interesting is when I actually first heard about Bitcoins on your show, uh, I went and looked at the Bitcoin Wikipedia page, or week, the Bitcoin Wiki. And at that point, there were only around a dozen, maybe two dozen businesses that were listed as accepting Bitcoins mm-hmm. as payment. If you go and look at that same page today, 
there's now thousands of different businesses that really coins because yeah, that was my that was one of my original objections was you know like a year or two ago when we first heard like two years two years ago when we first heard about this it's like yeah what am i going to do with these things right and that was them? my that was my original concern but now it's completely different i've bought uh, nutritional supplements um electronics i've bought uh, books online. i know someone who bought illegal drugs with it too and it was okay. great <laughs> You could do it. I mean, you know, and and if one has a problem with bitcoins for the people for the ability to purchase illegal drugs or uh, weapons or whatever online on the SilkRoad.com using these this Tor anonymizer. I don't think it's SilkRoad.com, but it's some something else will get you there. Okay. Anyway. Well, anyway, um, if if somebody has a problem with that for that reason, then one should have a problem with cash in general, right? Because I mean, people are buying drugs and guns and things like that with cash. Bitcoin is just a currency. And, you know, what people choose to buy and sell with their currency is up to them. Now, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to weapons, weapons aren't dangerous. It's the people that hold them that are. Um, it's, when it comes to drugs, I think that there are benefits to uh, to, to drugs of, of sorts. Um, you know, I mean, as far as recreational drugs go, hey, look, right, one of the most dangerous recreational drugs in the world is alcohol. And it's legal pretty much everywhere. So. I think the Bitcoin's amazing. I'm glad you brought that up, Roger. That uh, that you know there there are a lot more now today than there were just a year ago of places to spend and buy these things. Let's go directly to uh, David and Keen. You got a, a question, real quick, David. Doesn't matter, David. What's the? Uh, you're on the air with uh, uh, Roger hey. Ver from Free Talk Live. What's your question? Oh, I was, I just tuned in, and it's about Bitcoin. Yeah. And I was I was wondering what backs up Bitcoin. What makes Bitcoins worth money? I just tuned in. Maybe you covered it already. But... We did. We did. But we'll cover it again. Thanks for the call, Roger. Real quick. Yeah, basically, Bitcoins are, are worth money because people agree that they're worth money, and they're incredibly useful as a currency. You can send them anywhere in the world instantly without anyone getting involved. Because they have useful value in the marketplace. Great time. Thanks for coming on tonight, Roger. Thanks very much, Roger. My, you can give my us a call. Thank you, guys. Thank you. By the way, Roger's selling physical Bitcoins, which are really cool, over at MemoryDealers.com. That's free his talk, only interest in Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff at fff.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's fff at fff.org. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can give us a call at 855-450-FREE and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. So Eight. we were going to move on, um, and but somebody else wanted to talk about the Bitcoin thing. So for those of you just tuning in, uh, we've been talking about Bitcoins with Roger Ver from Memory Dealers. He's a huge fanatic for Bitcoins. He's the guy – you've heard us talking about Bitcoins for weeks and months on this show. It's because of Roger. He's the one who's uh, been buying the ads to have us promote the Bitcoin. But interestingly, he heard about Bitcoin by us talking about it on the air. So it's kind of funny how that, all that's panned out. But when we get a chance, we're going to talk about a smoking ban coming up here in a little bit. First, let's continue this discussion. Yep. Roger, can you hear me? 
just wanted to make sure you're on. Now, one thing you said that uh, convinced you that uh, Bitcoins were really going to make it, and I think what we should mention this uh, real quick is poker, online poker. Right. I, I heard on your show about uh, – I've never even once played poker online myself, but I heard on your show about the United States government coming in and telling people that they, what they can and can't do with their own money. Lots of people enjoy playing poker online on the Internet with real money. The government decided, no, we know what's best for you. You can't do that. Uh, but that's when I put two and two together. People want to play poker. The government can't stop Bitcoin transactions. People are going to use Bitcoin for poker. And there's lots and lots of sites coming online that are accepting real money as Bitcoins to, so people can play poker online from at home anywhere in the world, including the United States. So if you used to play poker online for real money and you couldn't do it because the government's uh, cracked down on that, now you can with Bitcoin. Yeah, right. And, and, and Bitcoins are real money. You can buy, sell, and trade with them um, in real life. And the way that the government, of course, cracked down on this was to target the financial transaction, the, you know, the credit the card companies, yep. the banks. And they said, if we catch you doing business with any of these online poker places, we're going after you. So it's not particularly illegal for the individual, as I understand it, to play the poker. It's illegal for them to utilize any sort of U.S.-based financial company, you know, credit card company, bank, etc., use their services to get the money into the poker account. But if you're using Bitcoin, you're doing a, an end run around the entire thing, and they can't take that out, because Bitcoin is a completely decentralized peer-to-peer uh, -peer yeah, it's currency. Not even, it's, not a, it's not even an illegal activity, because as far as the government's concerned, Bitcoins aren't money. Well, that's a good point. Bitcoins aren't anything yet, as far as the government's concerned. They haven't figured out how to classify them legally. Let's, so let's, we'll see what happens. Uh, Roger, let's go to Dan in Maine here. I think we've got a, a question here. Dan? Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? All's well. Uh, with Roger Roger uh, I just wanted uh, to chime in on the Bitcoins thing, and uh, I've actually uh, just started uh, using Bitcoins pretty much when I heard about it from you guys. And uh, I've actually used Silk Road many times since then. Pretty cool. The Silk Road is a, an online black market for Bitcoin transactions. Yeah, and not, not, just, uh, bit, not just like a black market stuff, but you can get... Just for like regular things on there, which is pretty cool. Well, let me ask you, Dan. What uh, what have you gotten at Silk Road? Uh, I've gotten seeds for uh, cannabis. Uh huh. I've gotten MDMA, um, ephedrine, which is like a caffeine substitute. Isn't that like to you know so the ephedrine? You can also use it. It's for allergies or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's a allergenic that's just recently like been banned, but it's uh you know you can use it as a caffeine substitute diet, suppress it, and it's good for allergies. Gotcha. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Excellent. And, uh, Glad to hear that's worked out. Stuff. Have you been ripped off at all through the, the Silk Road? Uh, no, I have not been ripped off. They have a really awesome rating setting, like it, pretty much just like eBay, except a little bit more open source to it. And most everyone that you buy from, you know, you're like, oh, they have a 99 rating or a 100 rating. You feel pretty safe. Right. Most it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to rip somebody off, then they're, they're going to give you a bad rating and then nobody's going to buy from you in the future. If, well, if you have the choice of uh, somebody who's got a, a rating of 75 versus somebody who's got 99, you're going to buy from the 99. Yeah, and think about yep. what that does for the black marketplace. I mean, if anybody is listening has ever bought anything on the black market, you know that you're frequently dealing with dealers that uh, may be a little shady, a less incredible. Uh, may you know maybe they're maybe they're nice people, but they don't know that they've gotten a bad product in. For instance, I know some people who purchased yep. some MDMA from a street dealer, uh, you know, at one point, and you know they happen to have a testing kit, so they tested it and they found out it was not real, because <laughs> so, that's frequent yeah, in the black market. Or something. What's that? 
half baking soda or something. Or what? Or nothing. There, or in many cases, doesn't have MDMA in it at all. It's a completely different drug, like DXM. And uh, but if you're if you're going through Silk Road, you've got different vendors that are competing for your business, but they're all competing yeah. anonymously. So in the black market you know, these turf wars happen and people get shot over selling illegal drugs, but on the internet nobody knows who anybody else is. Can't so, shoot anybody you don't know. So you've got literally open air competition for these products, which increases the likelihood that you're going to get what you actually ordered and is probably going to drive prices down a little bit. Yep, and uh, like in that instance, their rating is their sole means of like uh, keeping their business perpetual. If they fuck up their rating. Oh, we've got to hit the, uh, the dump button on it's that dumped. one. Sorry there, dude. Bye, let you go. This is a radio program. You can't say that on can't the radio. Can't drop the F-bomb on the radio. We Roger. can talk about, you know, drugs, but you can't say the F-bomb. Any comments on uh, Dan's experience? Yeah, uh, the Silk Road from a technology standpoint is actually really, really interesting. Uh, basically, the way it works is uh, through some special anonymizing software called the Tor Network. Nobody knows who runs this website and the website doesn't know who's accessing this website. And because you're paying with Bitcoins, and then they send it through a big mixer, nobody can track back who actually paid for whatever order on the Silk Road. So if the police were to intercept whatever drugs or illegal something that was shipped in the mail to you, you would have total deniability. You could say, I didn't pay for that. I have no idea who shipped that to me. I don't know anything about it. Prove it. Because they can't trace the, yeah, they can't trace the payment back to you because of the way the Bitcoin network works. So from a technology standpoint, it's really, really interesting. And basically, it allows people to buy and sell whatever they want uh, free of government control. So it's really, really interesting. I think that's that, so exciting. That Let's go to Chris in Alabama. Uh, Chris, you've got a question? Yeah, I had a quick question about Bitcoin. Um, I'm an avid listener, and I've heard you guys talk about them so much. But uh, one uh, little thing I'm curious about is how, when you get them in the first place, uh, is there not some sort of transaction with a credit card or a PayPal account? How do you purchase them to begin with? I'll, I'll take that question. So the, easy, the easiest way, I think, is to have somebody pay you in Bitcoins for something that you provide uh, for them, whether it's a physical good or a service. Um, another way is you can walk in and deposit cash at any bank account uh, – I'm sorry, at any Chase location and buy it through one of the exchanges – uh, you can also find someone that's nearby that's willing to exchange cash for Bitcoins, or you can buy them online with a credit card. Uh, and I know for a fact uh, in another couple of weeks here, there's going to be a whole lot more people that are actually start selling virtual Bitcoins directly with a credit card. So you won't have to wait or goof around with shipping anything through the mail. Well, so doesn't crypto exchange Yeah, cryptoexchange.com at uh, bitcoin.freetalklive.com um, will we'll do it for you right now, Chris. You can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. They've got a banner there, um, and uh, you can check it out. We've also got a little Free Talk Live tip jar where you can put Bitcoins in. Why? Because these things re- – this is real money. It's not United States dollars, and you know I'm not used it's to it. It's more real than that because they can't print these things out. Yep, yep. I mean, and I, it's much more convenient than that. So, uh, Mark and I had a little conversation off the air about the Free State Now project, where yep. he's trying to get additional people to sign up, and uh, he, we talked about it a little bit. And I decided, okay, I'll make a donation to that. So I went over to FreeStateNow.com, found the Bitcoin address, and from here in Tokyo, I sent a thousand dollars. He already has it in his Bitcoin account. Wow! Uh, just by a couple of clicks on my computer. He already has it, and if I hadn't announced on the air here, nobody would know who that money came from. Or I where, didn't know. Where it, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it, if you check, it's already in your account. I already sent it, and uh, just like that, I didn't have to ask Visa or MasterCard or the Japanese government or the U.S. government or anybody for any permission whatsoever. And he just, got all 1000 too. There. He, yeah. there's no fees were taken out in that transaction. There it is. 
I get it. Thank I you. Four hundred fifty bitcoins sent. So. Say again, sir. Uh, so I, I guess my concern is um, you mentioned that yes, you could go into a Chase bank and pay cash for them, or you could purchase them online uh, with a credit card. But if you did not know anybody who had these or uh, could not find a private dealer, I, I wondered if the government really wanted to trace you back to the beginning transaction. Uh, say you had purchased a large amount of illegal drugs through Silk Road or something like that, and the government started catching on to this and wanted to dig deeply into it. Is there not some sort of paper trail at the beginning of the process? But bitcoins themselves aren't illegal, so there's tons and tons of non-illegal shops that take bitcoins. So you can buy a new TV or you know food or anything you want online with bitcoins. Let me, let's explain a little. Fur- let's explain a little further here. In a Hold moment. everybody. We'll come back. Yep. Free Talk Live, 855-450 free. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Ian. Yeah, I'm doing the uh, main chair here because Ian's voice is, uh, well, Shot. needs to be saved as best we can. Um, you can give us a call at 855-450-FREE. We've been doing, well, at this point going on an hour and a half with uh, Roger Ver about from MemoryDealers.com about Bitcoins. And we'll bring Roger back here in a second. But real quick. If you're a cigarette smoker, and I was too for for many years, um, you know that they're not very good for you. Uh, that they could very they they cigarette smokers tend to not live as long as people who you know don't smoke cigarettes. There's a healthier option, twenty two thousand times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. They make one of the best made vaporizers on the market today. It has a booster in it so that uh, you can get a, a good pull. There's many sort of crappy versions of them out there. You don't want to get a poorly made version of the e-cigarette because it'll be a bad experience and, you know, it's not a good thing. Vaporsmiths.com will give you one of the best made vaporizers on the market today for free. All you have to do is purchase 40 cartomizers. Cartomizers are the things that contain the nicotine. Uh, a cartomi- one cartomizer is about a pack of cigarettes. So that's 40, the equivalent of 40 packs of cigarettes for $70. It doesn't take any, you know, not, even non-smokers know you can't get that kind of rate done, you know, anywhere. Plus the free starter kit and free shipping. All you have to do is use coupon code FTL to, you know, go to vaporsmiths.com, use that coupon code, buy those 40 cartomizers, get the free starter kit, get the free shipping, or call 855 to get vapor. Still use the coupon code FTL so they know where you heard it from. It's vaporsmiths.com. You know, 855 to get vapor. The e cigarette is as revolutionary a product to the world of uh, smokers as uh, the Bitcoin is as revolutionary to the world of uh, monetary transactions. I think we might find in the future, and this is just a guess, that Bitcoins are prob- one of the most revolutionary, the most revolutionary things since the internet. Oh, I, th- I think it's 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 huge, obviously, and that's what we're here talking with Roger Ver about from MemoryDealers.com. That's right. We bring Roger back on here, Roger. 
Great. Yep. Let's get back to Chris. Was he in uh, listening in Huntsville? Yep. Um, well, uh, B- BHP. Yep. That's that's Huntsville. Great, Chris. Hey. Okay, so, got everybody so Chris, back on here. Your your concern was, you know, your your issue was, well, when you get these bitcoins, this decentralized, uh, you know, this anonymous digital currency, that you're worried about the initial transaction where you're feeding into a bitcoin account, say with a credit card or with uh, money in a bank account or something like that, and concern that the government will be able to track it down the line to what you use it for. Is that correct? Yes, I think that pretty much sums it up. Roger, what do you say to that? Well, uh, if you're concerned about that, one easy way to solve that problem is to go to MemoryDealers.com with your credit card, buy some of the physical Bitcoins that I'm selling, and then I'll ship those to you in the mail. When you get them, you can peel the holograms off and then redeem them back into virtual Bitcoins, and nobody will know which Bitcoins I sent you because there are 7.5 million Bitcoins currently, and each Bitcoin has its own unique history. And nobody will know which ones of those actual bitcoins you have of those seven and a half million. But That's I mean, that way. seems a little roundabout, Roger. Wouldn't it just be easier to just you, you you feed money into a bitcoin account and then just send it to another account, and they don't know they don't know that that's your account. Like the second That's account exactly you send right. it to, they don't know. That's exactly right. So as soon as you send it from one Bitcoin address to another, they have no idea right. who owns the next. Bitcoin it's not even address. really so a different account, right? I mean, it's the same. It's the same account. It's just a different. So you can use. You can have your Bitcoin wallet and then use a, a number that you generate in your Bitcoin wallet to send yourself some money inside the same wallet. Essentially, isn't that the way it is? I mean, you, it's just a random That's generated right. That's number. Right. That's right, but anybody looking from the outside won't know if that second address that the coins were sent to is owned by you or owned by somebody you know, in Zimbabwe. You have no idea where in the world that other wallet's uh, address, who, that, who owns that one. Okay, so the individual Bitcoin addresses are um, perfectly anonymous, I suppose, uh, after the first transaction. That's kind of, you can have you can have as many different Bitcoin addresses as you want, and nobody will know how many Bitcoin addresses you've actually generated. So maybe they'll know okay. the first Bitcoin address that you received the Bitcoins to, but then once you right, send it to right. the next address, they don't know who, who owns that address. Cool. Well, that answers my question. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call, no Chris. Problem. Appreciate it. Now, now people can go because there are always a lot of questions. This is a new technology. Sure, sure. New things are scary. Change is uh, intimidating. So I, we haven't mentioned we use coins yet here, and that's something that Roger, oh, that's important that yeah. you've been promoting. We use coins dot com is where people or can org. go. Or, or okay, well, people go to com. So we use coins.com is where people can go. There's like a nice intro video there. It's a good site for people to get the, the basics about Bitcoin. That's right. It's a great introduction to Bitcoins. If you're still trying to figure out what the heck is a Bitcoin, we use coins.com is a great place to start learning about what this world-changing technology is. It's really going to change the way the entire world's financial systems work, and I'm really excited about that. And uh, that's why I you know, wanted to talk to you guys about Bitcoins. And it's thank, a bold thank you claim, for Roger. Them to me. It's a bold it claim. Is, but I've hardly been able to sleep since first you know, hearing about Bitcoins. I've been so excited about it. And the more I think about it, the more confident I am that Bitcoin really is the most important invention since the Internet itself. It's going to change the way the entire world works by giving back control of people's money to each individual. Huge. Uh, huge. It's really exciting. And if you love liberty, you should love Bitcoins. There you go. Well, uh, let's, John, uh, do you have a question? time for one more question here, Roger? Absolutely. Okay, let's go to John in Texas. John? Oh, my. Hey, John, uh, you're, on with you're on the air with Roger Ver. Um, yeah. I just wanted to like, mention this cool um, thing that, where you can like, trade Bitcoins. Um, it's called Bitcoin OTC. Bitcoin-OTC on Freenode. It's an IRC channel. 
Okay, I, that's, you, so you yeah. got to remember something, John. You're talking with uh, an, an, you know, an international audience that may not be as uh, technically adept as you are. So IRC's probably uh, a little bit too advanced. Uh, You're talking about internet uh, relay chat. Uh, I sure don't know what the heck it is. Right. So, <laughs> so you got to keep things at a more general level for for people to really kind of understand. Yeah, um, like IRC is like an online chat room thing. Right. It's right. Like, yeah, but it's not easy for people to. Yeah. It's not easy yeah. for people to get there. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if people go to weusecoins.com, yeah. it's really easy for them because then they can go and they can watch There's a video, video, push play, and they can understand <laughs> it. Uh, you're talking about like more advanced sort of stuff, and I appreciate yeah. that. And, and I know I, I know you're excited about it, John. I do, um, and I appreciate the call. Thank but, you for that. So, uh, Roger, anything else you want to share tonight about uh, bitcoins? Yeah, just uh, to everybody out there who's hearing about them for the first time. It's worth your while to go out there and learn about bitcoins. It's going to change the way the entire world's financial system works. And uh, I, it, if if you're in favor of you know individuals having more control over their lives, you should love Bitcoin because that's exactly what Bitcoin's going to do. It's going to give everybody control of their own money. And if the world was using bitcoins, the bailouts couldn't have happened. All these wars that you see going on, I don't think would be able to happen because most of those are paid for by the government inflating the currency. Mm-hmm. With Bitcoin, yeah. it cannot be inflated. And so the governments wouldn't have money for all these wars you see going around all over the world. Yep. So if you're against war and in favor of personal liberty, you need to start using Bitcoin. And that's why you know I'm sponsoring Bitcoin's uh, commercials on your show. Because I think it'll make the world a better place, and I'm really, really excited about that. You know, um, people really don't uh, get this, but you know, back when the the U.S. dollar was more tied to uh, gold and silver, um, you know, during the the World War II. They asked people to buy war bonds in order to support the war effort. But you'll notice during the war on terror, what George Bush said was go shopping. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. his advice. Go shopping. And that's because the United States currency is backed by nothing now. And there is, you know, they don't need you to buy war bonds. They're just printing it up in in, in computers somewhere, uh, making, making new dollars, and they don't need you to buy anything. Roger, Bitcoin I think, stops that. think we finally covered everything for tonight. I thank you for staying in the extra uh, the extra half hour to field all those phone calls. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thanks, Roger. More Roger. coming up. Let's talk about the smoking ban on the way. This one is about as outrageous as they get. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. As promised, we will be talking to you about the uh, the smoking ban. Ian, you've got that story ready to go? No, you do. I, I do. I've got that one. I'll take a look here. <laughs> it's on my computer, though. Oh, I see. There, That's where it is. So we, we switched uh, seats, physical I'm used seats to my show prep studio. being in a particular place. Yeah. You're pointing me to something else. Um, but... Uh, 
we are doing a promotion here on Free Talk Live. Uh, we're calling the Stocking Stuffer Holiday Promotion. It's exciting. And we've been giving away all kinds of different prizes at our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.freetalklive.com. And, you know, just a bunch of things. Toda Sacks, uh, Vaporsmiths, uh, Vaporizers, uh, Liberty Stickers, Five Packs, Ruger's B- Ruger BX25 Magazines, copies of the movie Guns and Weed, copies of the movie Yearly um, that we're going to be giving away. I haven't actually done any of those yet, but uh, I'm getting ready to go. But Roger Ver, who was on with us here from uh, MemoryDealers.com, talking about uh, Bitcoins, has made a very generous offer. He's going to give 100 Bitcoins away, one to every person that posts a Bitcoin address at uh, Facebook.FreeTalkLive.com. And that is our Facebook page. And so, and I think you can probably go get yourself a Bitcoin address very quickly. Ian, where would you go, go, go to get the one of these wallet things? Oh, well, that's easy. You just go to install the Bitcoin client on your computer and it gives you one. Well, how do you, how do you get, where, where do you go to install the Bitcoin client? I'm pretty sure that's Bitcoin.org. Okay. Bitcoin.org. You could probably, certainly we use coins.org uh, to get this. And I don't think that hundred is going to go too, too quickly. Um, so you might have a chance to go and, uh, and, and read it. It'll take you five minutes to install this thing. It's just, yeah. you just go to Bitcoin.org. The download links are right there at the top right. Download it for Windows, for Linux, for Mac. Install it. And then you've got your first Bitcoin address, and yep. then just post that over at facebook.freetalklive.com. And Roger will give you a Bitcoin. So you get your first Bitcoin completely free. Bitcoin's right now worth about, what, $2.20? $2.20 US. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a little, I've got a little what, what do you call it, applet on my phone that tells me? A widget, yep. is that what it is? So um, anyway. They, yeah, and unlike the, uh, the financial markets, which open and close at a certain time, as far as, you know, well, what's the price of gold today? Well, you have to, the, the price is only available, you know, only changes during a certain time of day. Bitcoin, it's 24-7. Yep. You go to sleep at night. It's 226 right now, as a matter right, The price in the morning when you wake up is going to be different than yep. when you went to sleep. Yeah, it was uh, almost $3 earlier um, in the week, and, mm-hmm. you know, it'll, it's back down to 220 Seems like a good time to buy. I don't know. You can uh, certainly buy some more if you One have thing's to- for sure, you don't know what's going to happen with Bitcoin, right? I mean, well, I do know this. You don't know how high or how low it's going to go, but the um, algorithm that makes it uncounterfeitable is worth something. And oh yeah, sure. I that, think it's always going to be worth something. Yeah. Just you can't predict what is going to happen to it. Right. I'm not going to say that it's not going to go down to a buck. I don't know, yeah. but um, it could very well shoot back up to thirty again. I, I you know, hard to say. It's Only just time will tell. So uh, it's facebook.freetalklive.com to uh, post your Bitcoin address uh, for and get get a free Bitcoin. And uh, that's very generous of Roger Ver to have uh, done that for us. He's a generous kind of guy. Uh, well, he, he, he promotes the things he believes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's what it's about. Um, you know, and, and thank him for it. Check out news.freetalklive.com. There you can get more sh- news about the show, whether it's email updates, Facebook, Twitter, these things. Uh, if you care about Free Talk Live, you want to find out more about it, news.freetalklive.com is the way to go. So let's get into this story, Ian. Alameda, uh, the Alameda City Council has approved. California. Yep. Um, I assume <laughs> has approved a new ordinance that aims to protect people from secondhand smoke. By effectively banning smoking in all outdoor public places. Smokers could run afoul of the new law, most of which will go into effect January the 1st, if they light up at a bus stop, ATM, or even on a balcony of a multi-unit rental complex. 
Alameda police say that they do not plan to actively seek out violators that um, um, and, and that much of their enforcement will That's not their plan. hinge on whether they, or not someone is complaining about a smoker. That doesn't mean something, they couldn't change their plan, right? Well, you know, if, you, if, if a cop sees you, say, walking down a sidewalk and doesn't want, you know, wants to talk to you about it, hey, you can't smoke outside, you know, there's an opportunity for him to uh, what, create a contact. Is mm. that what they call, call it? Well, he could, he could arrest you if it's illegal. Yeah. So uh, that wouldn't be a contact. A contact is only when the police come to talk to you. So if you're on the street and a policeman says, hey, nice day, isn't it? That's a contact. Mm. Or, hey, can I ask you a question? That's a contact. You have no obligation to speak to them. But then again, uh, we know a friend of ours was arrested recently for refusing to speak during a contact. So uh, this isn't legal advice. The ordinance exempts smoking patios at local taverns after local bar owners said outlawing them would uh, drive away most of their customers. And, you know, this is where it is. Like the, the people who've got the power stop this. The average person who wants to smoke on their porch can't do it, though. Right. So the, so the people who have the government license to sell alcohol have managed to successfully exempt themselves from this. But they're saying you can't even smoke on your own balcony if you're even like an apartment complex. Yeah. And check this out. Uh, the mayor, uh, Marie Gilmore, said Tuesday when the council unanimously backed the uh, ordinance that she's still concerned that allowing the pat- uh, l- allowing the patios would put bar employees at risk from secondhand oh, smoke. Man. As if bar employees don't know that there's going to be smoke where they go. I mean, if you go someplace where there's going to be smoke and then you say, I don't want smoke here, what, what does that make you? A punk. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to call names, but I, as far as I'm concerned, your property is your property. Whether you let other people onto your property or not, Apparently it's still it's not. your property. Apparently, it's not your property. And that's what they're telling you. They're saying, we own this. We own you. We'll tell you what you can do. We'll tell you uh, where you can smoke. It's, it's clearly not your property. If it was your property, you'd actually be able to do it. Right, you and wanted. that's really what boils down to it. People, um, you know, you know, they talk about uh, the United States is uh, under Barack Obama slipping into socialism. I'd say that we were we've been socialist all along. Who's we? Uh, the United States government. The United States uh, as a land that any of the you know the organization known as the United States government or any of its uh, little subsidiaries, local and state, are socialist organizations. And here's the reason. The reason is socialism is about the ownership of the means of production. That's the sort of the, the base definition. If the government owns all the land, don't they own essentially own all the means of production? I mean, you can't – you're a renter essentially. If you pay property taxes, you're a renter on your land uh, because if you don't pay it, the government will kick you off. And the government you. claims uh, to own you know, the, the capital with which things are produced. They, uh, they tax businesses on the, the, the big boxes and gizmos and uh, robot arms and whatever. It, they, they tax employees and their labor. The government claims to own all of these things. And if you own the means of production, it's socialism. Yeah, but it's also fascism at the same time if government is uh, is in control of regulating the, the production. If, For instance, like the government – you're making the argument that the government owns all the land and that's how they act when it comes to property taxes, i.e. if you don't pay the property tax, they come and they take your land from you, kick you off of it. So I think you make a sound argument there. But at the same time, they're not making decisions for all of the, the business – You know, the, the, what they're doing on that property or they're, they're not overarching every They've single decision. They've got a decision. lot of regulations to they decide do. how you're going. 
going to do and things. And some businesses are more regulated than others. So they're a pretty hands-off owner? Is that what you're claiming? I'm not saying they're hands-off. I, I, I'm saying that they're just not total, you know, they're not micromanaging everything in every single industry. So wouldn't that be more of a fascist kind of thing? Like, because... I don't think you could... I don't think there's one term that overarchingly fits uh, what Well, I know, think it's a little bit America of both. Today. I think it's socialist and it's fascist. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's people who use the term uh, mercantilism, people who use the term corporatism, people who use uh, socialism, fascism. All these terms have their claim um, in, you know, one thing we don't have is, and we may have more, the United States might have more freedom than many other countries, but it's getting, it's less and less every day. Every year the government creates more laws and those laws impinge upon your freedom more and more. And that's what's going on with this uh, smoking thing in Alameda. You remember we started this show the very first night we ever did Free Talk Live about nine years ago in 2002. We were talking about the Florida smoking ban that was being proposed for all Florida businesses with the exception of some bars. And now look where it's gone. I mean, it's just, it hasn't even been 10 years yet and you've already got the very first, I believe this is the first one because there's been talk there's been talk elsewhere about this but the very first outdoor smoking ban anywhere that they're calling public and they're including that you're they're including your balcony as public walking down the street preventing public areas from becoming de facto smoking areas such as outside businesses where employees will take breaks you can't smoke inside you can't, you can't smoke, smoke outside, outside. It's, it's time for the e-cigarette from papersmith.com <laughs> your thoughts are welcome 855-450-FREE. Do you support the smoking ban? I'd love to hear from you. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. Sickle toll-free call in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-3733. Just want to tell you about Ruger. Ruger has some really great offerings uh, this year. It's it's an exciting year for Ruger. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, a three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, next handgun you must own. Made in America and made for you. Ruger.com. You can see it at Ruger.com and purchase it at your local gun dealer. Again, it's Ruger.com. So we're talking about this smoking ban that's going on in Alameda, but frankly, it's coming to you. You know, 10 years ago, spreads. Yeah, 10 years ago, the smoking bans in bars and restaurants were largely unheard of in the United States. But they have swept the country to the point that I, I don't know whether it's most places in the United States you can't smoke. It sure seems like but, it. But I mean, if you're talking talking about population centers, I think it's true. I think it's the most I think most places in the United States you can't smoke in re- bars some, and restaurants. Right. Some places they've made it illegal to smoke in your own car. If you've got, for instance, children, uh, we heard recently that uh, there's some places considering making inside apartment complexes or duplexes uh, as smoke-free areas because something might seep through an air vent or something like that to get over to the other side. The idea that anybody that's exposed to any cigarette smoke whatsoever, no matter how diffused it is within the the regular air that you're breathing, is somehow a danger to to human health. I think it's just absolutely outrageous. I think the best argument for them, by the way, is in the car. Um, I'm not saying that I support it. I I think that 
you know, I think that people are best will best will make the best decisions for life if they uh, are are let alone to to operate in a free fashion. But I think you could do a campaign that talks about the damage to people's to, to children's lungs if you um, you know smoke in the car with them. But or something didn't like they that. find in the, that the EPA study that claimed that secondhand smoke was so dangerous was total bunk? Uh, they it has been disproven. There, there's there's some problems with that study, but there have been other studies that have come out come out and they, you know children's lungs are probably not the best ones for smoke i mean smoke is an irritant there's no doubt about it there are certain people that are going to be more susceptible to you know problems with it and that kind of thing no doubt but um it, i you know when you're talking about people's property people need to, it's either theirs or the or it's not right sure let's go to the phones let's go to the phones adam calling from uh, michigan let's go to adam adam you're hey, on free talk live hey what's on your hey, mind guys. Uh, yeah, I live in Michigan, and there is a statewide ban on the public places such as restaurants and bars, and simply it has affected the local economy and the service oh, sure. industry. I work in the service industry, and uh, private businesses had to adjust to the bureaucracy because now they're having to lower the age of uh, bars to 18, and that hasn't worked, and it I mean, that affects the job market, and people don't realize that it's affecting the economy, and it's not just the guise of uh, public health, as they say. Yeah, you know, a lot of people just sort of, I mean, you know, money is important for life, and if people can't go out and make as much money as they could before, you know, if you're trying to make their lives better, are you making their lives worse? And this is really a question. I've heard people talk about, uh, oh, I like the ban on bar smoking in bars because I don't, I don't smoke and I don't like it in bars. You know, people should be able to decide whether they want to go to a bar that's smoky or a bar that isn't. That's their decision. Here in Keene, New Hampshire, before they switched it over, at one point they had, you know, they had non-smoking bars and they had smoking bars. You could go to whichever one you want, but now the, you know, the non-smokers and their, you know, the the goody-goody police just have spread to everything and they tell people how they can operate their business as if it belongs to them. It's my business. It's not yours. I'm curious about what you said about uh, the bars lowering the age to 18. Can you explain that? Um, I'm not sure if it's like a uh, statewide thing, but definitely there is a few in my town and in my region. They have uh, lowered the entry to the like the most popular bar in town just simply a year ago is dead now. They've lowered the age to 18. Uh, it's uh, Is that in the hopes that they're gonna, 18-year-old's going to come in and buy a soda pop? I mean, what's what's the intention um, there? I'm, they charge cover charge, and they ah, okay. have uh, they've made other adjustments, such as bringing in music. Bringing and in stuff, music, in. okay, yeah, that'll bring younger stuff people. Stuff like in. that, okay. Got it. They I thought I thought for a minute that. that maybe there was a proposal on the table to actually lower the drinking age, which would be great. I mean, I hope that somebody puts that forth somewhere. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that tonight. Anything else on your mind? Ah, uh, that was it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call, Adam. Eight fifty five four fifty free. Let's go to Rich in Pennsylvania, listening on XM. Rich, yeah, uh, on the smoking thing. Okay, now I don't own a business. I'm just an average day guy. I pay my taxes and all that kind of good stuff. But if I did own some kind of business, whether it be a bar or a restaurant, I should be able to tell who can come into my place and who can't. I should be able to put a sign and say, "I do not accommodate uh, non-smokers." Now. When Absolutely. you come over and you read the sign and it says, I don't accommodate non-smokers, and if you come in, don't come complaining to me because they're in there smoking. Absolutely. And I'm not a smoker. I, I don't smoke. But if I get into a bar 
and there's too much smoke, I leave. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is what it comes down to. It's somebody else's place. Yeah, right. I, I, if they, and that owner, he owns the place. That's up to him. Most bars in Pennsylvania have smoke eaters where they turn the exhaust fan on and it sucks the smoke out. Yeah, those things are pretty effective. Yeah. And the government keeps sticking their nose into everybody else's business. And if they're so hell bent on the people not smoking and they're controlling everything, then why don't they just say, you're not allowed to sell cigarettes in the state of Pennsylvania? You know, I, I wonder whether it's coming down to that, frankly. Well, they, they, well, they do well, make a lot of money off of the taxes exactly. on cigarettes. Exactly. I mean, I know in Pennsylvania, it's like, I, I, like I say, I don't smoke. Uh, I think you're looking at almost $7 a pack for cigarettes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. So, and most of that's taxes, not cigarettes. Exactly. So let's take all the cigarettes out of Pennsylvania and then see where they're going to get their tax revenue and balance their budget. You know, I just went on. Uh, I, I just went yeah. on a cruise, and uh, they had uh, these. Uh, I can't remember what they call it, but the tax duty free. The duty free shop had cigarettes there, and they were less than three dollars a pack. They were about two twenty five or two fifty a Is pack this on the cruise ship. On the cruise ship, if you purchase them there, and you could purchase, I think, a carton for yourself or something. I don't know what the number was. I'm not going to buy them. I don't have any interest in it. But it was interesting to me how inexpensive they were compared to cigarettes purchased on hmm. on land, where the uh, um, because on the water, governments really don't mu- have much purview. Governments are land-based organizations so um you know out there in the water they could uh, sell them and you know most of that stuff's taxes it's it's 225 on the cruise ship it's seven dollars yeah. in pennsylvania i wonder well, why I wonder why it's so much more uh, look at the money they're making but on the same hand you have to look at it and say well i don't smoke well i'm not going in there i don't want to eat in there i'm not taking my kids into there yeah. i mean i could see a mcdonald's saying hey no smoking that's for kids sure I don't want to go to a breakfast place and eat my eggs while somebody next to me is smoking a cigarette. I don't want that. I'm not interested in that. But I do think that if somebody wants to open a breakfast place where smokers can go in there and, uh, you know, turn the ceiling tiles into, uh, you know, their own roll your own cigarettes, whatever it is they want to do, it's fine by me. It's their business. Yeah, that's right. And the government, even with them putting these cameras on stoplights and everything else that try a big brother just watches every move we make you know thank goodness cameras in your house thank goodness for that uh, movie 1984 uh, because if it wasn't i think they would have implemented all that stuff that was, uh, it's on the way point of information remember you got houston that's testing out drones unmanned drones flying around their city and they're not the only city that's testing that you've also got the uk where they actually have a program where so-called at-risk parents are having cameras installed in their homes by the government. I mean, it's all happening now. Yeah, and we're sitting back and letting them do it. Well, that's that's a great point, and, that, and that's why all of this stuff is able to go down, is because Americans are just too scared to do anything about it. Remember, Mark, we had uh, Carrie Ellison on from the Blackhawk Saloon in uh, Charleston, West Virginia, yeah. a few times on this program. And the reason why we had him on was because in that county, I think it was Kanawha County, uh, they had banned uh, smoking in all bars, and maybe it was all businesses, but anyway, it certainly affected him, and he realized this was this was a really important component of his business and so he decided well if you're going to come to the Blackhawk saloon you can still smoke screw the law i'm going to go ahead and and diso- and you know defy it but unfortunately he's the only one who did that yeah, so it's eventually it's very very rare right so eventually they came down on him they cracked down on him he had to go to court and you know he he ended up breaking but if more people were to stand up and uh, stand up for what they believe in and refuse to obey and i mean business owners when i say this because they always crack down on a business owner because it's a point of leverage that they can use
choose to get their way. If more business owners actually really believed in freedom and were willing to put their business on the line for it, I think we would have an incredible movement of non-cooperation and the government would be stopped dead in its tracks. But as long as the business owner believes that that operating the business is the most important part and he'll just do whatever he can under whatever government rules come along, then eventually they're going to regulate you right out of business. And that's the long-term thing that, that they, don't, they don't see. Like, I understand why you wouldn't want to stand up because they could bite your head off and destroy your business. But they're destroying your business anyway. Hey, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the call, Rich. Appreciate it. 855-450 free. And, you know, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI says, smoking's better than fascism. And this is a, uh, you know, you may not like smoking, smoking, but if the government can take this away from your private property, what else can they take from you? 855-450 free. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here at the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Ian. That's right. Ian's our normal first chair host and his uh, voice is, well, you know, going out on him. So I'm sitting in the, the big boy chair tonight. You can give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 3733 for those of you who can't find the numbers on their phone or the letters on your phone. And uh, talk about whatever you want. We've been talking about a smoking ban, and um, or the next uh, version of a smoking ban, because right. in California they've had a smoking ban for a while indoors at all businesses, uh, and I think in a few other places, they're, in other cities, they've gotten more specific in some ways. But this is Alameda, California, where they've now gotten so specific with their smoking ban to say that no smoking in any public place. Period. Yeah, and um, so far we've had a lot of people, uh, you know, upset about the smoking ban. Believe that it's uh, your property; you should be able to smoke on it uh, or allow people to smoke on it if you want. I would like to now. I think the only place you can smoke now in Alameda, California, would be inside your own car or inside your own home if your home's not connected to some other home. Because they said here that if you're out on your back porch, but you're in an apartment building, yeah. that's considered public as far as they're concerned. So if someone complains about it, the cops will come. Presumably, you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, it it's complaint-oriented. Yeah, well, that's what they're claiming. It's not written Initially. as complaint-oriented. Yeah, right. The police are saying it's their plan to enforce based on complaints. Now, when the cops or the government says, well, we're intending to do this, that means they can change their intention tomorrow. So if they want to, they can just start picking on homeless people. They could start picking on people outside a bar that they don't like. I mean, they can go after whoever they want to. And I'm just curious. Is there anyone? I mean, it's been the longest time since we've had like a pro smoking ban person call in. Is there anybody who thinks this is absolutely acceptable? When like, it passed in Florida, it passed 66 by 66 percent or 70 percent. Sure. But so, now it's getting even more absurd. And that was only indoors in businesses. Now we're talking about outside. You can't do it walking down the street. I mean, that <laughs> who would support this? Let's go to Ryan in Lincoln, Nebraska on KLIN. Ryan. 
Hello, you're on I, Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? I was listening to your uh, the Bitcoin conversation, and yeah. then I had a, a thought, and then it kind of, I think, is brought out in this discussion about the smoking. Uh, the last caller or in the last segment, you guys were kind of lamenting the fact that people don't kind of stand up and all just resist these kinds of things and kind of use the democratic process and, and our you know, claim our inalienable rights and, and put our foot down and say, no, you're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I, I totally agree with that. And I think that that's a little bit of the problem with the Bitcoin philosophy, as I understand it. Uh, well, tell me. It would seem that it would seem that the whole point of the Bitcoin thing is to just kind of keep transactions out of prying eyes of the IRS and keep government from getting money, which I'm totally, I totally am sympathetic with that. But we already have a process in place, a, you know, a democratic process. But you uh, see how ineffective it is. Like, as a person who, say, wants businesses to be able to do what they want in their own business, I don't have any voice in the democratic process these days. Nobody cares. Well, yeah, I mean, I totally am, I understand that, but I, I think that it's, it's one of those things that if Bitcoin were to take off, you know, would government try to shut it down somehow? They can't. Yeah, yeah, they would. And one of the parts of the important part of the conversation is how can the government shut it down? And the fact is they can't. At this point, well, uh, yeah, uh, you may not have heard the whole interview, and I get it. I mean, you know, we had, it was an hour and a half interview. Um, the claim by Roger Ver well, is if you take 500 of the – wait a second. 500 of the world's largest supercomputers have not been able to, to crack Bitcoin. Sure. I, I totally understand that, uh, the cryptography point of view. But it's, it's also an issue of you're a person, and the government knows you exist, and you didn't pay taxes. And so they come and say – why aren't you paying taxes? How many people do you think pay taxes in the United States as a percentage oh, well, I, uh, income tax? I'm, I'm an economist, so I, I understand that it's, you know, the federal income tax, as far as that, it's, it's about know, 28%. About well, it's about 50-50. No, no, it's about 50 that file and then about 50 that pay that file. Right. That's what so I, that's, it's about 28% yeah. of Americans. Well, so you're, wait, let me see if I'm straight on what you're saying here. You're saying that you think that people are using, that, that if people start using Bitcoin, that the feds are going to come and, and harass them for I, it? I think eventually it's, it's, a, uh, it's a passive strategy that is, that it potentially could work really well, but it sort of glides very quickly to a confrontation in my mind that could get very, very ugly. Well, how quick are we talking about? I mean, the Bitcoin's been around for a few years now. It's being used by millions of people worldwide, and nobody's had their door knocked on uh, by the government at this point. And there's all kinds of things going on with Bitcoins that are completely illegal. And I I don't agree with you that it's passive. I think that it's it's an end run around the system. So maybe you're saying it's passing by that. That's what I mean. In that way, but it's actually an, it's a way for people to take control of their own finances and take control of their own currency without having to beg anyone's permission. I support anything that allows people to have more control and more freedom in their life, and that's what the Bitcoin allows to happen. It's not to say that just because you have Bitcoins, you're not going to stop being an activist or stop uh, you know getting out there and trying to change things in the, the kind of the overt world. And that's you know I use Bitcoins and I'm a huge activist. I mean I do as much activism as I possibly. Can. problem personally with the technology, but I just wonder if there's an externality involved with taking what is 
perhaps the easiest route for individuals. And it's, you know, there's blood that's been shed to get the rights that we are supposed to have now. And it's, it's a bit of, it sort of disappoints me that that would be allowed to just sort of slip away. And it kind of makes me wonder. What I'm interested. When- I'm interested if that externality is, is so, and if that, if that happens and that would be, um, and, and, you know, it's, I mean. it's very interesting. I would like to point out that the, whatever blood has been shed for whatever rights, those rights are diminishing as time goes by. So that blood, right. you know, you, one can claim that it has uh, been uh, spent for, for naught at this point. So then it goes back to the smoking thing, you know, you have all these people who claim to be for for individual rights, like conservative side, but yet, in my view, those are the same people that are the strongest man-eaters when it comes to... Oh, I agree. I mean, conservatives and liberals and, don't give a flip about your rights. They just want to control you. Different ways. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know really what the best solution is here, but... I guess we just got to well, wait and see. This is your first time listening on KLI in there in Lincoln, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually I listen to the station all the time, and I, this is the first time I've heard you guys on here, and it's a fascinating discussion. Well, welcome aboard. You're going to be getting us every uh, every Saturday night there, and uh, you got to listen to Free Talk Live a while to really get the consistency of uh, of our philosophy. Well, he but was we talking about Republican nor Democrat. He was talking about solutions, mm-hmm. and we have a solution, uh, and that we'll share that with you. Have you heard of the Free State Project? Yes, I have. Actually. Oh, really? How did you hear about that? Sort of. I've, uh, well, I just. I, I'm a curious guy. Uh, it's Vermont, right? Close. <laughs> New Hampshire. You, you, <laughs> Hampshire. You, you got within the, safe, some, the strike zone. <laughs> for some reason, I had Vermont stuck in my head, and then I was it's like, close, well, why man. the hell would anyone want to go there? You got a socialist <laughs> center. Right? You know, there's some arguments to be had for Vermont. I'm not. I'm not purporting it, but there's only six hundred thousand people in Vermont, well, and it. Um, it has some of the the most. Uh, freedom-oriented gun laws in the nation. Vermont is a good argument as to why the Free State Project's a good idea. If you look at Vermont, it used to be a very conservative kind of state, and then in the 70s, a bunch of hippies moved into Vermont, and they completely changed the, you know, the feel of, you know, how things go there. And so, and you look at the Mormons in Utah, for instance, uh, there are all these examples of movements of people of like mind converging into one general geographic area, and having a real effect on things. And that's the idea behind the Free State Project. If you love liberty and you want to achieve liberty in your lifetime, it only makes sense to get together with other people that think that way. So that's why Mark and I moved here about five plus years ago. And that's why over 11,000 people have pledged to move as part of the Free State Project over at freestateproject.org. But stay tuned. You know, we're going to keep doing Free Talk Live. You'll keep hearing us there in, uh, in Lincoln. And don't hesitate to call us back. Thanks for the call. Thank you, yeah, Ryan. Thank you. Yep, thanks. 855-450-FREE. SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Yeah, welcome to everybody in Lincoln, Nebraska, listening on KLIN. Yep, uh, that's right. We've got, uh, you know, folks are calling in about uh, bitcoins. They're calling in about uh, smoking bans. As a matter of fact, we've got uh, Robin from Ohio uh, who's saying that she's in favor. I, female? Yes, in oh, favor good. of the smoking I band. hope she stays and waits because I want to talk to her. Free Talk Live. I can truthfully say that VerbalSurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. VerbalSurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some VerbalSurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. 
Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Call in and talk about whatever you want, but we've been talking about smoking bans here, and I think it'll probably continue for a little while. That and Bitcoins. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And they've got prices that are so low that some can't be mentioned on the air. And that's not just some kind of slogan. I've been to the website. I've bought things from them. And, in fact, they've got the best prices on name-brand camping, uh, hunting, and shooting equipment over there. Uh, You get an additional 5% off. And that means a lot when you've already got the lowest prices with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's go directly into the calls with uh, Robin in Ohio. Robin, you're on Free Talk Live. Yep. Hi. You were saying that you don't have anybody that you think would agree with a smoking ban? Yep. That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's very difficult to get folks to, to call in that um, you know, agree with the status quo. I mean, the status quo is the status quo, so why, why defend it? I mean, specifically, not just any old smoking ban, but Alameda, California, banning smoking from all outdoor public places. That is what it should be. And just exactly what you were saying is anywhere, why do I not have a right if I'm out in a public place to be able to breathe fresh air? They can go somewhere else and smoke. We were just at um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Mm -hmm. and now I'm talking about going from Ohio. We have now smoking regulations, which uh, are wonderful, probably could be tweaked a lot more going to the um, Columbus Zoo um, a few weeks ago. They have designated areas where people can go and smoke, which is better than maybe what it was years ago. But it still is you walk past and and you're still breathing it in. You're out in a public place. Well, Robin, that's the answer to your question as to why you don't have the right to not be not smell smoke because you're in public. Uh, Do I also have the right to not smell perfume when I'm in public? I find that to be offensive sometimes. How about to look at uh, ugly people? I'd rather not do that either. Do I have a right to be free from anything that's unpleasant to my vision or to my nose? Or is it just smoke? Is it just you? It's about vision. It's about breathing. I can't go somewhere to breathe fresh air. Um, hold on. Wait a minute. Public, when you're in public, you also deal with other pollutants, like, you know, that which comes out of the back of a car. Carbon so, monoxide. So should we also ban driving? You know, you're you're taking it to a, a level that is almost absolutely ridiculous. Well, you did okay. suggest why, that smoking should be banned right? everywhere. I mean, they, that, why do I not have a right? No, I said they just exactly what you said. They should be allowed to smoke in their cars. They should be allowed to smoke in their homes if that's what they choose to do. As if long as their home isn't attached to, to another home, right? I mean, uh, people in apartment exactly. complexes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I've got this question okay, for you, Robin. Said, about, we, just had a, we just had something on about on balconies in a condo yeah. in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, is one of the absolute worst. You want to go there as a non-smoker? 
they still allow smoking in restaurants. Sure. Stuff. Yep. Really South Carolina gets a okay. lot of its revenue from um, the tobacco industry, and they, they, they support it for that sure. reason. There are other places sure. you can so, go. I mean, you can go to Florida where they don't allow it in uh, bars and restaurants, and I think I think they may it may be beaches too. But I'd ask you this and, question, and, Re- Robin. You're talking about fair and rights, and you know if we're in the same town, we both get taxed equally for the same public property, and if I'm a smoker, and I'm not, shouldn't I be able to smoke on public property if you're a non-smoker, you pay for it. I mean, how do you see how the rights kind of conflict in public property? Well, I have a right to breathe whatever air I want. And I, as a if smoker, have the right to smoke. Right, would you not agree? my right to not get sick. I think we should ban volcanoes. From, <laughs> well, what's that? Volcanoes, I said I think we should ban volcanoes. Particulate matter. Um, well. But Robin, do I not have the right to? I have the right to smoke in my own circumstances. Like you know, as long as I'm not harming somebody else, I can I can smoke too, right? Exactly. But then now, you why should right I have to pay to for your public public sidewalk where you get to breathe the fresh air you want, but I can't smoke? Do you see the problem because of uh, public property in that area? Smoke, you know, I know you're saying you're not a smoker, but that person was not uh, born to do it. You know, you know, think about. The number, you know, what we have had to deal with with smoking with, um, you know, children. I don't agree with mothers smoking, knowing that they have a child within them and the damage that it does. But we can't really tacky. stop them from doing that. It's really tacky. So we can't no stop them. You so know, well, let's I go see. back to let's go back to this issue of, of sense, right? You said you have the right to breathe fresh air. Clearly, if a volcano goes off, you, you're not going to be able to do anything about that. So no, you don't have a right to breathe fresh air. You don't have a right to breathe at all. You'll breathe whatever is out there, whatever's available that'll uh, sustain your life. And having somebody smoking while walking down the sidewalk. Uh, you know, in an opposite direction from you is not in any way putting your life in danger, and nor is it any more dangerous than someone reeking of perfume or cologne walking beside me on that same sidewalk. So, should I also be able to lobby for the ban of all uh, of all cologne and and perfume wearing in public? You can wear your perfume in your car, and you can wear your perfume at the party that you're going to, but you don't you don't get to wear it outside. It could offend someone. Well, and I'm sure it does. I'm sure there are people that it does bother. Would you support? Talking, would you support I wasn't that law? Talking to you about perfume. Would, I'm would you? But, you about but you've got to be consistent. I'm so would you support that? Something. I am talking to you about something. Great. That is a health risk. I get what you're saying, and too much perfume could be unhealthy too. It is not, well, ma'am, well, a health a risk at all because it's been found that this uh, study about s- secondhand smoke was a bunch of bunk, and walking oh, down the street not. smelling a little bit of Absolutely. smoke isn't going to hurt anybody. Right. Well, okay, it's different, Robin, of being absolutely trapped in a car. Ridiculous. That's absolutely okay. ridiculous. It's different. No, it is. Well, Robin, it's different to be if caught in a car with somebody. Somebody that smokes die and they can't breathe. If you've ever been there and seen someone, you know what the effects of smoking are. Well, sure, they smoked for 60 years, though. Tell me about, we're not talking about walking person. past, we're not talking about walking past and getting a whiff of smoke. We're talking about smoking right through a cigarette for 60 years is what kills them. But, you, you know, you, we're, not, we're not suggesting you be locked in their car with them and have to breathe their smoke. The question is, can you handle a little bit of particulate matter while walking down the road while you're also dealing with people's exhaust fumes and whatever else happens to be floating around in the air that day. You seem to be concerned about one particular bit of particulate matter that's floating around in the air and not the rest of that particulate matter. Do you know what I mean? 
I, because I didn't call in to talk to you about See, that's you, that's why you're so you intellectually dishonest. You 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 don't even want to address Robin, you don't even want to address anything else cuz you know that you can't you can't no, say I anything don't to it. No, I don't want to address anything else. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's to too bad. In. You know, I want you to support you said my if somebody hey, agrees. Robin, I want you to support. Why don't you why don't you support banning perfume in public? Because the perfume doesn't bother me. Because you wear perfume, don't so you? So this is okay. So this is an uh, this is an individual yeah. issue. Now my question to you is this: Is shouldn't you be voting for people's rights on a basic level? Shouldn't you be cons- uh, considering care about rights? considering right theory, which is that I have the right to inhale into my lungs what she I want? She doesn't care about that. And the, All she wait cares. a second, Ian. And the problem with um and the <laughs> problem second, with Ian. public property. Hold on here, Ian. Yeah, Ian. He needs a, Ooh, a leash. You want to get you riled up now? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you want to tell people what to do you want to tell you want to tell people that they can't put something in their own body i mean you're you're just you know you're a fascist you're a fascist name calling let me tell you you better settle down right now let me tell you something back you're dealing with something back 25 got 10 seconds when i was pregnant with my son great don't smoke while you're pregnant it's a terrible idea thanks for the call thanks for the call robin Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Ian. You give us a call at 855-450-3733. Talk about, well, whatever you want to talk about. We've Even been t- if you're a fascist. Oh, God. Why, why? 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 What's the point? The lady needs, you know, wanted to talk about what, uh, you know, what her concerns were. We ad- we tried to poke holes in, in her philosophy. And at some point she said that she really doesn't care about philosophy. She cares about what she wants. That's and, right. She yeah. wants to impose her way on other people. I so, want nothing to do with that. Yeah. I mean, and you don't need a name for that. It's just what it is. Right. And it's uh, contrary to sort of the about found- Nazi. God, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Nazis gassed people. <laughs> well, who knows what these anti-smoking zealots want to do to the people that smoke. Get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. It's libertystickers.com. One of the stickers you can get is uh, smoking is better than fascism. That's at libertystickers.com. You know, they didn't gas people right out the gate, Mark. They built up to that over time. It was little by little, step by step to get to that point. And the poor smokers in this country, and I'm not a, sm- uh, a cigarette smoker. I don't, I don't use cigarettes. But the poor cigarette smokers and the poor uh, cigar smokers in this country are the new persecuted class. They've been told at first that they can't smoke within the the bars and that the bar owners can't make those decisions. And then they're told they can't smoke in any business anywhere. And then they're told they can't smoke in their own cars in some places. And now they're being told in Alameda, California, they can't even smoke outdoors in any public place whatsoever or in their own apartment buildings or in anything like that. I mean, it's just crazy. It is crazy. They're being oppressed and it's it's really sad. 
Let's go to... Before An- you know it, they're going to be rounding them up into camps. Andy and uh, listening to WAUB. Hey, how's it going? All's well. What's on your mind? I can't resist getting in, in on these conversations. Um, that last lady, I think, it, it is provides the perfect example for how absurd it is that you guys try to take exclusive ownership of this word liberty. Like, you are the liberty-minded people, and she's the fascist. It's, it's so absurd. Uh, there's two people uh, within the vicinity of each other. One wants to smoke, and they're saying, I want my liberty to smoke. And the other wants to not breathe their smoke, and they want the liberty not to have to breathe the other person's smoke. Both people can sit there and say, liberty, 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 yep. liberty. I'm the liberty guy. I agree. And that's why the re- one of the reasons I brought up the sort of the tragedy of the commons. When you were talking about a public property. Now, Andy, would you agree that in your bar you can decide who smokes and doesn't smoke in your bar? Uh, under certain circumstances. I don't believe in this this uh, all or nothing thing. I think if so you don't believe in property ownership. In, I think if there are children allowed in any of these spaces, there should be no smoking allowed. Period. Well, let me ask you now, this: if it's so, a bunch you, of adults, but before you go on, age I, of, so I have a child. Are you telling me that I can't smoke in my house? I well, don't think you should. I think it should be illegal for you to smoke. See, he doesn't believe in property. near your child. Yes. Okay. So uh, what about, you mean even outdoors? Um, If my child is outdoors with me on the porch or whatever, wants to come out and say, hey, daddy? That would have to be measured somehow on how much. Who would measure it? Smoking meter. You are and how much smoke your kids. Who's going to measure it? Your cigarette. The smoking police. How much? How much is the smoking police bureaucracy that you're going to measure? Um, you know, people near their kids outdoors. How much is that going to cost the taxpayer? I, I, you know, I think it's it's possible to contour laws in a way that uh, allows some discretion on the on the part of the enforcers of those laws. Who's going to enforce porches? That, Porch smoking. I, you know, I, I think people should be allowed to smoke in designated you know, areas. One of the, okay? one of the, um, one of the things about uh, prohibition during the prohibition movement, what they would claim is families and children and wives, um, you know, they would all, t- they would talk about the dangers of, uh, of drinking to families and, and that it kind of dangerous. thing. They, yeah, it, it certainly can be. Um, and they use yeah, the, but the, the, what about the children? They not have to drink while the one person is drinking, you but, know, they but don't during like that time, but during that time, um, husbands were the large, largely the only breadwinner and by them drinking up the profits, their kids could go without food. I mean, you'd say food's as important as air, wouldn't you? I would say that one person drinking does not force the other person to swallow alcohol the way cigarettes are. Sure, but it can lead there, to there certainly are different issues involved it here. Can, it can lead to domestic violence, uh, drinking yeah, well, too much. Yeah, that's all indirect. We're talking about du- direct uh, influence of, of one smoker Forcing another person to inhale their smoke. Hey, Andy, and you can Andy. they're not forcing you to do you anything. To. You can if get the f out someone... of the way, right? I mean, like if you're on, a, if you're on, they're not forcing you to do anything. If you're on a public uh, sidewalk, you can go around them if that's yeah, what you want to do. Who should have the liberty? Who should have the liberty to keep walking straight? Uh, but you guys are the uh, liberty guys. So it's like a northbound jacks and a southbound jacks. Do you remember? Around. Do you remember the northbound jacks and the southbound jacks no, in the, uh, the the Dr. Seuss tale where the two creatures met and then a city rose and 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 fell um, next to yeah, them while they yeah. waited for the other guy to get out of the way? And both can sit there and say, "Liberty, liberty, liberty! I'm the liberty guy." So define liberty, Andy. I'm curious. 
places have to be designated, and those designations need to be enforced somehow. To I want to know what yeah, yeah, That's what I'm suggesting, Andy. Andy, I'm absolutely suggesting that. I'm suggesting on your private property, you get to designate where one smokes and where one doesn't. And if and as an enforcement, you can there. kick people off. But what I'm saying you can't do, Andy, is to tell other people what they can do on their property. Because once they do that, once you do that, you open yourself up to all kinds of things that people don't want you to do on your property. All right. Well, let's let's take uh, perfume. Okay, you want to bring up perfume and say, oh well, if there's some someone who's wearing so much intense perfume that the other people's eyes are watering and they're coughing and gagging, then yeah, we start regulating perfume. I mean, you got you guys want to compare it to stuff that sounds so innocuous. I think but, carbon oh, monoxide. I think carbon monoxide is a pretty big killer in the United States, so we certainly use that. And you want to call that innocuous? No, no. Well, I have my own. Uh, you drive a car about cars. You don't like cars well, either. So uh, no, I don't like cars. Okay, okay. Andy, uh, you're, you're probably a lot of fun at a party. Andy, <laughs> Andy, you, you know you brought up this whole liberty thing. So why don't you go ahead and define what liberty means to you? Well, that's that's the trick, isn't it? But no. I'm not the person standing here saying I am the liberty person. And well, of course not, because you have no idea. Because you don't. Mind. Because you don't know what liberty means. You want to control other people, don't Andy. Tell me I don't know what liberty means. Well, why don't you tell me? Telling people to do what what they what you want on your own property is that know. we call liberty. Why don't you All tell right. me what it means to you? I'll try to give it a, a quick definition here. It'll probably be imperfect, but liberty is within reason, being able to do what you want. Okay. Yeah, I think within reason. I think that what the term that we say is as long as long as you don't um, initiate force on another individual, and by that I mean cigarette smoke doesn't doesn't. uh, I don't think it. I don't think it does. And you 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 have an issue of property rights here um, that really come down to it. When you're talking about public property, and I understand we have a real problem with public property, but you're taxing a a cigarette smoker on a sidewalk. um, You know, you're taxing that guy. I mean, taxation without representation is wrong. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, sure, sure. Okay, so yeah. a, a cigarette smokers should have some rights on public property, and when when everybody comes out and says, no, no, you can't smoke on public property at all, when just about all the, when, when you go outside of your house, just about all the property you're on is public property, and then the smoking zealots, the non-smoking zealots say, well, you can't have smoking in your business, especially, you're talking about kids, I mean, what about bars and restaurants? Yeah, no, not well, too many kids I going think- in there. And red, and I bars. think there should be. I think there should be smoking bars where people can go if they want to smoke. But restaurants. Yes, but if, if there is any chance that somebody, if you're going to allow families to dine in your restaurant and bring their children into your restaurant, no, then you can't have Why smoking. Can't but, you, but you see how your idea is different than some people's ideas because some people say, well, what about the bar? The bar workers there, they're getting smoke in their lungs. They deserve to have clean air. I mean, if if everybody gets a voice on what you can do in your property, Andy, pretty soon you don't get to do anything in your property right so well, if you, you want to have harm children on your property how about that if you if you well it's your opinion that it's it's harmful uh but and thanks by the way <laughs> Andy, for the, for the call Appreciate Science, it. Dude. yeah well yes. you're talking it about a little particulate matter there and your kids going out onto public streets breathing carbon monoxide i mean carbon monoxide that's science too andy you better keep them away from cars 855 all kinds of control justified All kinds of controls justified in the name of the children. And uh, we'll come back with more on property rights. 855-450-FREE. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for 
some real estate. Well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453-SACL Sacred toll-free call in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. I don't know why I'm giving out the number. We've got so yeah. many people lined up. It's good should, should even be giving it out. Recently, I acquired a 50 caliber air rifle that can bring down a deer. It's called the Dragon Claw, and it is frankly an awesome, awesome rifle. You can uh, I put a whole bunch of rounds through it in the past few weeks, and let my friends do the same, and they really enjoy it. It's a, it's a powerful rifle, but it's not a firearm. You can buy it online, have it shipped to you with no trouble from the government. It's PyramidAir.com. They're uh, purveyors of this rifle. They sell small bore and big bore air guns suitable for medium and large game. Their experts uh, can help you uh, find the best air gun that for your needs. They did it to me, and they do it right over the phone. Get 10% off or free shipping, whichever is more, with coupon code FTL. FTL is in Free Talk Live. FTL11. Please go now and view the amazing dragon claw at airgun.freetalklive.com and peruse the site. See the other air guns they have there for you. Accessories, exhaustive amount of accessories. And uh, it's airgun.freetalklive.com. Uh, one quick thought on this whole liberty thing before we go, get right back into your calls. Uh, Andy was on the line a moment ago saying, you guys claim you're for liberty, but other people claim they're for liberty. Who's really for liberty? And, mm. and then he went on to talk about how he thinks people should be controlled. And if so that's liberty, it's liberty to tell other people what to do. Right. See, the the idea about liberty is you have to allow others to do things with which you disagree if you want to be free. And that means people are going to do things with their kids that might be distasteful to you, like smoke inside their home. But if, if you think it's okay to ban people from smoking inside their home because they have children, then it should also be okay. This begins the slippery slope argument. It, it should also be okay to ban people from feeding their kids certain things with which, you know, could be dangerous. So we can't have kids eating fatty foods inside their home. We don't want kids to become obese. Yeah, fat people live uh, shorter lives, in fact, than smokers. How about uh, parents that inculcate their kids with, uh, with bad ideas? What about the parents? Like, for instance, I might think that uh, children should be given some level of sex education. Some other people might, uh, might disagree with that. Should Terrible I also... Terrible idea. You're going to make them promiscuous little trollops should i also be able to foist my way upon them in that way so just because you have a particular vision of how children should be raised doesn't mean that you have the right to or that it's okay to inflict that upon other people by the threat of violence because that's what you have to do if you want to tell somebody they can't smoke outside or they can't smoke in their own home you're saying you either do it as i say or else we're going to put you in a cage or take your kids from you or whatever it or is both you, yeah and I'm sorry, that's not a position of somebody who believes in liberty. Let's go to George, uh, listening in Delaware on WGMD. George? Hi, buddy. How you doing? All's well. What's on your mind, George? Well, it took me a heck of a long time to figure out what the heck your telephone number was. It's 855-450-FREE. Yeah, I know. When you give me them numbers, it doesn't come out the same thing. Okay. We, we have seven numbers. But a- anyhow, I'm calling you about spoken. Oh. Now, I'm... Uh, 68 years old, I got my first pack of cigarettes from the federal government when I was in the service. Really? Okay. Okay. And so with all that, my feeling is this. I have been on elevators with women with perfume, and I find it more offensive 
It's buying a cigarette. But, you know, hey, it's neither here nor there. But also, you know, like, I don't want that woman to tell me I can't smoke on a public street or in my apartment or on my balcony. And I don't live in a, a place like that. I live in a house. But, you know, why are they trying to jam their philosophy down my throat? The children. And I turn around and say, hey, you can't wear a damn perfume on that elevator. It's a big difference. Well, she's okay with perfume because she probably wears perfume. So well, she that, that, that's great. That's all well and great. It, it doesn't bother me when I get off the elevator. I don't have to smell it no more. But right. I, I live in the state of Delaware, and we have some bars down here. You know, going back four or five years ago, you could smoke in. And one of the places where we used to go, they had a great exhaust system. I don't like smelling a, a, a pipe. I don't like smelling cigars. And it never bothered me inside this bar because the the ventilation system they had in there. Yeah, technology can beat most problems. George, I do appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. 855-450. Why am I giving the number? Let's go to uh, Ray in (laughs) Delaware. Call tomorrow. I don't know. This looks uh, strange. Uh, Ray in Delaware? I'm here. Okay. Uh, What's on your mind, Ray? Uh, This smoking ban is ridiculous. How so? uh, Well, the... Small amount of carbon monoxide that comes out of a cigarette <clears throat> would equal about ten seconds of what comes out of a car exhaust. Yeah, it seems. It, yeah, you know, there's other there's other carcinogens in in cigarettes, but it seems to me that the sort of the smell while you're walking by somebody on a public street or standing near them in the park. I mean, if if you're you know if you're on the beach, you can always pick up your towel and move if it bothers you. But you're t- it's very diluted. It takes smokers usually 50 years to die of lung cancer, and they're sucking on the cigarette. Direct right then. inhalation, 20 cigarettes a day or more. Right. I mean, now there may be that one in a million person that has these uh, you know really weak lungs that may get some kind of uh, they may get emphysema or something from secondhand smoke but i think that you know probably the the best argument is smoking in cars i mean that's that that's uh, where it's most concentrated right well if uh, you're smoking in a car and you got kids in a car i don't agree with that at yeah, all yeah me either but my uh, dad did it you know my dad did too yep I, now i've been a smoker for 51 years and God, I, you know, I, I spent my time in the military. I'm retired military, and they gave us cigarettes in our meals. <laughs> That's right. They, they did. And, and when you used to get sea rations, you got four cigarettes in a meal. Yep. First, the government tells you to do it, then they get you hooked, and then they tell you not to do it. Absolutely, it's crazy. Uh, and I have to agree with you. This is a form of fascism. Very much. Thank you. Thank, uh, thanks for the call, Ray. I appreciate the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, so we're go- going through them real quick here. Let's go to Holly in North Carolina. Holly? I want to try to get people on here. Hi there. What's on your mind, Holly? I just wanted to say to Robin and to uh, the other gentleman that was talking about perfume, uh, perfume is terrible for me. It gives me severe, debilitating migraines. And I've been in retail for 25 years, and I've had to put up with, you know, people's perfume. And I haven't been able to say a word. Yeah, sure, anyone. you're in retail. And, you know, people about their public oh. air and their fresh air and their, you know, it just, people like Robin just make me cringe because, you know, 
don't tell me about breathing air outside. And, you know, um, just 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 get over it. Holly, do you thoughts? smoke? Yes, I do. Thanks for the and call. And I'm very courteous, and I go far away yeah, from people when Everybody I do. pretty much has to be at this point. You know, the one thing I'd like to say, thank you for the call, Holly. One thing I'd like to say to smokers is, uh, you know, another way that you can be courteous, and I know smokers try to be right now, is don't throw cigarette butts out your car windows. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, it's littering. It, 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 you know, when people see it, it upsets them. Great point, though, on her. You know, the, Robin thought, oh, well, nothing's wrong with perfume. Well, guess you don't know her. Yeah, she's get, she gets headaches from it. And I bet that's true. Let's go to Patty, listening in South Carolina, WSCC. Patty. Patty. Hi. Hey, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to address the smoking issue. Yeah, and please. The perfume issue. Yes, please. Okay. Smoking, four hundred and fifty thousand people a year die from smoking. Yep. Okay. I work in a cancer center. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have seen it. Sure. How many people have ever died from smelling perfume? How many people have ever died from How secondhand smoke? How many people have died from secondhand smoke? A lot. Yeah. Thousands. How many cases have you okay. seen? How many do I think? How many have you seen? From secondhand mm-hmm. smoke? A lot. How many? You really? Okay. How many where, have you seen? Just where I live, hundreds. You personally okay. have seen from hundreds listen, of people? Listen, you, you personally have seen hundreds of people smoke, at the cancer clinic? people. Yes. Collins Cancer Center. And you've you seen, I just want to make sure we're clear, you've seen hundreds of people die at the cancer center because of secondhand smoke. Hundreds of people. I don't believe it. Die, okay? Well, you're claiming you've seen it, right? Well, but, but, but Patty, I, you know, I, you know, I, I think that this is there's dubious, it's dubious claim. However, um, you know, I do think that people could die from secondhand smoke, and I'm not going to dispute that. But you understand that do that some people get lung cancer that have never smoked and never been, you know, absolutely. It, and yeah. where do you think they got that from? Secondhand smoke? No, no. I mean, oh, so now you're claiming is, every you're, you're claim, is not claiming every case of lung cancer on secondhand smoke of somebody who's a non-smoker. Um. Well. Probably very high. I'm not going to say everyone. Correlation okay. is not causation. Yeah. You, I'm sorry. You got no high. evidence. All those people believe okay. breathe uh, carbon you- monoxide from from uh, uh, you know automobiles and things like that too. So I mean that's okay, and that's true. I'm sure. Okay, but just like. Just like the one guy said. So should we ban it because it's... carbon monoxide comes from one cigarette? We're not talking one cigarette. How many people just in just in the city of Charleston do you think smoke? I, I imagine okay. a lot of them. My question to you is this. Would you, uh, you know, ban anybody from being able to smoke at all? 450,000 people a year dying from Thanks cancer. for the call. 855, I guess that's it. Uh, Free Talk Live, you can call us again tomorrow night. All right, Free Talk Live, we're going to do a little bit of an after show here because during uh, tonight's show, we had Mama Allie call in and she wanted to talk about something that's uh, kind of a more personal uh, issue, I guess, that uh, that she has encountered in her life. And I felt like we really needed to do this in after the show uh, sort of a situation rather than on the air. Go ahead, uh, Allie. What were you calling in about tonight? Hi, Ian. Um, as you guys know, I still have not gotten my daughter back. And so I have kind of become an advocate for those who have had their children taken from them in similar situations. A lot of people have come to me. Um, I had the opportunity yesterday to ride into a house and take a little girl and put her back in her daddy's arms, who she had been taken away from 
Almost a month and a half, two months ago. Who, and took, who, it was, who took her away from her father? Um, her mother's family. Hmm. Her um, daughter's, his daughter's mother's family. Um, it, it, it was just a bad situation all the way around. Yeah. Same, same kind of thing. People hide behind the state. They do what they do with their in-the-box way of thinking. You have to do it this way or you're not a real parent kind of a thing. And it just doesn't work that way. She has every right to have both sides of her family. And um, so what it pretty much went down was, I can't be very specific about names and things like that because of legalities at this point. Um, it does look pretty good um, for him and his daughter. And However, we did take his daughter, and she was wearing nothing but her panties at the time. And I would like to make a shout-out for everybody to come together for a little bit of solidarity for Mom Allie and send some clothes this way for her. She is three years old, and she is wearing a size 7 clothes and size 11 shoes. And winter is coming, and I need a wardrobe for her. She has nothing. It was Don't, a, don't three-year-olds wear 3T? No. Okay. She, I, the, the clothes that I got her, we got her today that fit her were seven. Okay. Six and seven. So, um, uh, we, you know, we have a few staples and things and whatnot oh, sure. through, and, you know, we'll be building as, as we can, but as of right now, she has nothing. Uh, well, other than what we got her today, she, you know, she still needs a coat. You know, I got her a little hoodie, you know, and things like that. But anything, you know, clean out, you know, clean out the kids' clothes. It doesn't have to be anything brand new or not picky at this point. Sure, sure. You know, and, or anything like that, but we do need to get her taken care of and set back up and, you know, and she she's doing really 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 well with her transition. She's completely happy with her new home. So happy to be back with her daddy. She's totally a daddy's girl. The being away from him has been very very stressful on her. Yeah, I think we need and, to get this girl some clothes. There's no doubt about it. But I, I guess I have uh, some questions. You're talking about the state. I mean, was this is this qualify as a kidnapping? I mean, what 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 is this? No, no it's actually uh, actually. I came into his life at a very opportune time where um, the proper paperwork against him, him had not been filed yet. Okay. And when we sat down and we talked about it, I was like, if we move now, we're okay. And I was right. We moved now. The sheriff had to stand down last night. Okay. So she is safe and he is safe and he is legal to have her. Okay. But it was a point, it was a point of move now or it won't continue to be that. Yeah. Her mother was not acting, she, her mother was acting insane. And the status know, quo is very, imp- the status quo was very important as far as possession of uh, kids go. You know, if you've got them, then this court's likely to uh, have you keep them. So in this case, this was one of those fluid right. moments where uh, either the father or the mother could have possession. Correct. Yes. Okay. And you know, if she, she was, she was pretty much, you know, is not over him yet. And he, you know, she was trying to, well, you, you have to come here and see see the baby alone, and it's got to be at my house, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, just, just, and he didn't want to spend any more time with her, and she was like, well, do you want to see your daughter or not? Totally using the child as a playing card. Children mm-hmm. are not playing cards. They are precious creatures to be cherished and, and taught and nurtured. They are not playing cards. And I, as you guys might well know by now, am fed up with that crap, like to the hilt. So you're looking for for folks to send some uh, some used clothes or or whatever clothes uh, down your way. What, what size? What is it again? Seven. She's wearing a seven. Now is there are girls sizes different from boys sizes? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so either. No. Okay. As, now and, that I think about uh, it, Jack's actually in fours and fives too. So you know. So uh, yeah, where can folks send that out? 
if they want to help? Um, I have a safe house address that can be addressed directly to Obama Alley, and the address is 420 Mimosa Avenue, Knoxville, Tennessee, 37920. And, again, you know, Anything everybody can do is so greatly appreciated. You know, the, putting a happy little family back together. I mean, that, nothing nothing made my heart feel better than to see him crying when he tucked his little girl in oh, because he's never to do so. I bet. You know, and so Allie, you know, if it, it, uh, if you don't get enough clothes back. coming in, I, I would suggest hitting the you know Salvation Army or the garage sales uh, locally. You can probably pick oh, up yeah. clothes for next to nothing at a garage sale. Yeah, I'm all over it, you know, but I just thought I'd put a shout out there, you know, sure. bringing anything that we could to help, you know, the situation, like I said, since she got put in the car in a pair of panties. Yep, she needs so, some clothes, she needs some you know, shoes, she needs a bunch of stuff. And um, right. yeah, what what was the shoe size again? She's wearing an 11. Okay. And um, let's see, what other sizes are there that uh, kids might, I can't really think of anything, so it's basically 7 and 11. What, um, give that well, address. Right. God. She's three years old, mm-hmm. so and she's she's not a petite three year old. Okay. She is healthy. Okay. <laughs> and um sweet little girl. I mean it, I mean it blessed my heart to be able to do something like this, you know, to be able to be there. It was it was very heart wrenching for me to have to hold another mother back from her child given the situation I am in. But I knew that it was the right thing to do because he wants what's fair. He wants shared custody. You know what I mean? Period and plain blank. You know, three and a half days here, three and a half days there. Whereas she wants all the ridiculousness and to be able to pull the strings. And it's not healthy for the baby at all whatsoever. And especially all the emotional drama that she's bringing into it and things like that. It's just really a big blessing for me to be able to be a part of solving that in a mature fair way and i i hope that it is solved that way you know i mean i i can't say i'm not there but what i can say is this little girl needs clothes (laughs) and um now give that address one more time where where people can send them i sure will it's 420 mimosa avenue and that's m-i-m-o-s-a knoxville tennessee Three seven nine two zero, and All you right. can address that right, right to Mama Allie. All right, Allie. Well, uh, best best of luck down I do, there. I do have one more thing to tell Ian mm-hmm. and Mark. I guess since he's there, guess what, boys? I am back working for myself again. Awesome. Really? So, you've you've, you've, five, you've reopened the uh, last biscuit. Back to the free market, and we're doing a last big biscuit bakery, a delivery bakery. So it's, it's only baked goods. Baked, yeah, cheesecakes. Um, Brownies, um, stuffed biscuits, pies, cobblers, all of that. So you were working at a restaurant uh, on like a regular job and you decided you had enough of that? Well, I had been had enough of that. I had been off and on with that company for probably 11 years whenever I felt like it. And, you know, it was, I, I am very mentally and emotionally taxed as far as dealing with things. So if we're selling myself and doing it the way that I did with the last biscuit, which takes everything from me, was not really possible. I'm still very, very injured about my little girl and not up to par the way I was. And I just needed some more, you know, I've, this is the second child that I've helped rescue in the last month. And another one, I, I got out and out of foster care in a way and got her safely to Phoenix. She is doing well now also. 
this took me getting back on my feet and really doing some more. So that's activism. good to hear that you're back uh, doing your agorist enterprise, the Last Biscuit, which is uh, we what we kind of how we got to know you uh, back back when you were in Savannah, Georgia. You were running twenty four seven. Is it still around the clock, or is it uh, during the um, business it's, hours? It's actually we have such a cool name now. It's the Last Biscuit Bakery and Cheesecakery, <laughs> and um, it is. And we're not twenty four seven. They call. We make it fresh to order. We deliver it the next day. Oh, cool. We'll be opening up sometime next week. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Super excited to be, you know, you know, I love what I do. And it's just taking me, you know, I'm, like I said, still very injured about my little girl. We're waiting to see, hopefully, in February, you know, things will change in that direction with her. In the meantime, I'm doing what I can for those around me, you know, and just trying to, you know, build build the foundation of the future that would have been if she would have been here with me. Are you, know? you still and, working on your book, uh, or is that done, or what's the status on that? Because you were originally working on a like a how-to guide for other folks as to how they could emulate what you've done with uh, The Last Biscuit and run their own 24-7 or, or whatever hours they want uh, food delivery service. Yeah, so I finished that book when I was in jail, and it is in writing in a briefcase right now. And I, it was very much to go through as I felt like, as I, as I was going through um, how, how to explain how to do that, I was like, people are never going to understand why I took a left instead of taking a right until they understand, like, who I am. So I did a little back log of, like, who I am and how I became the decision-making to the left instead of to the right with everybody else as I am so that they will understand why look at it this way instead of look at why I do this instead of do what everybody else is doing. And, yeah, it's sitting in my briefcase and has been since I got out of jail. All right, cool. Well, I, I look forward to hearing more about the book when it becomes available, because I was talking with somebody Lupo here. Lupo might be able to help you uh, put that uh, up in an ebook form or something. Yeah, he knows how to do that stuff. And I was talking with somebody here in Keene who was interested in starting up some sort of a food delivery thing, and I said, you really should talk to uh, Mama Allie about her book and see where she's at with that. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's at least in a semi-completed form, and that hopefully it'll move on into something else at some point. So, uh, Mama yeah, Allie, good hearing from you. Yeah, and you guys know that anybody that needs any kind of help with opening their own business in any kind of restaurant, anything, can contact me at any time, and I will do everything that I can. I've got people all over the country that contact me every day. And uh, what and are I you on them. Facebook as right now? Is it Knox Last Biscuit, or what's what are you? What's your name on it's Facebook? Not. Fort Freedom. Fort Freedom. Fort Freedom. All right, very yeah. good. Allie, I hope you have a great night and a great weekend, and uh, good luck with the little girl. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks. See ya. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.